Hello. It is Thursday, February 11th, 2021. A couple Super Bowl champs stopped by. Some challenges are issued. Some conversations are had. I think today is a good show. Yeah, today was a great show. I enjoyed today. Mm-hmm. Had a hell of a time. Those guys fresh off the boats, too. Fresh off the boats. Still potentially on it a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. coming out of it. Great conversations with SMB, Sean Murphy Bunting, and also Scotty Miller, AJ, all the boys. I mean, we have a hell of a day for you. We can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. Uh, the whole world is in offseason right now, okay? And the fact that you're allowing us to potentially spend some time with you during this offseason, we are eternally grateful. If you like this show, please be a friend and tell a friend. Let's try to grow this thing through the offseason as we get into the next fall. We will be taking a couple days off, I think, over the next few weeks, but for the most part, we going. Mm-hmm. Just like a 117-year-old French nun. Yeah. Who we need to extrapolate whatever she has in her body. A 117-year-old woman exists. Know that. We yep. found that out. And a 117-year-old woman beat COVID. We need to mass produce what is ever whatever's in her vascular system. So we can all get back to, you know. Now, I will say, once we get back to you know, mm-hmm. and there's no longer a need for a dancing clown, sure. there is a chance we might take some time off. Yeah. A couple of days here, a couple of days there. But for the time being, if we're all battling, let's go ahead and battle together. Let's do it. Let's go. We've been through this thing since the beginning. We might as well keep it going. Mm-hmm. Take a break later. Plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. By the way, don't need a break when you're just talking into a microphone. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a hard job. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us. Let's get to the show. Super Bowl boat parade fallout. Bruce Arians is on the microphone talking about his future rosters. Tom Brady's getting escorted out of the water in a fashion that is absolutely relatable and beautiful. It seems like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers enjoyed their Super Bowl yesterday. And that boat parade looked like one of the greatest Super Bowl parades I've ever seen in my entire life. Not a lot of humans, okay? You saw humans on the outside, I guess, kind of lining the river that they're in in the middle of Tampa. You saw a couple people from uh, University of Tampa saying, this is our school. This is what's happening. (laughs) And Gronk's just floating by in the background. But it wasn't about all the people. And I think that's the biggest thing that we should take away from this. It was about teammates having the time of their life with the people they've been quarantined with, right? Their families and friends all going onto the water in blacking out in beautiful fashion. Some had nicer boats. Obviously, Tom Brady had a $2 million yacht that was a thing of beauty. He and the quarterbacks were partying on there. Gronkowski's boat alongside the other tight ends and wide receivers was a great boat. The offensive linemen I got videos from, they were also having a good time (laughs) from what I could see. This is just about the team celebrating what they become. And I believe when Bruce was speaking, he was literally speaking to the team, but uh, all the news cameras were there. There wasn't as many humans, obviously, potentially because the world that we're in right now, even though a 117-year-old French nun beat Gopin. A 117-year-old French nun exists. Congrats. Somebody tweeted me, Justin Labar, who is a wrestling uh, dirt sheet writer from Pittsburgh. He said, imagine going in for a checkup when you're like 90 and the doctor going, you got about 27 years left. (laughs) 
117 years old, this French survived COVID South. I'm not saying anything, okay? I'm not saying anything. I'm not a scientist. I am not a doctor. I had no idea that 117-year-olds existed. I had no idea that 117-year-olds could beat COVID. But now that that's happened, does the French nun have something in her system that we need to look at <laughs> to potentially save everybody else and get the world back open? And if the world was open, I would assume Tampa, I'm not sure they would have done the boat parade. They probably would have went through the city of Tampa or whatever. It ended up being electric. It ended up being awesome. Chris Godwin lost his phone because Scotty Miller threw it into the water at some point. Scotty Miller will be joining us in one hour yeah, okay. uh, to talk about yesterday, the Super Bowl run, him running against Tyreek Hill and Rob Gronkowski on Rob Gronkowski's boat alongside Scotty Miller said, I'm a I'm a six foot six, two hundred and sixty pound uh, Caucasian, and I can outrun Scotty Miller or something. Because <laughs> he was talking about like the fastest white guy, the whole conversation. It's electric. Cannot wait to chat with Scotty. And also, Sean Murphy Bunting will be joining us in about 20 minutes. SMB will be making his second appearance on the show. The last time he came on the show, he won a Super Bowl. This time, what will happen mm-hmm. to him? Probably something awesome. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait to chat with him. All the boys are here. There's some drama in the streets. Russell Wilson's team... His personal team offended his NFL team. His NFL team is not happy with the Russell team or Russell right now, allegedly. Will Russell Wilson be traded? Is Russell Wilson the man that the Seattle Seahawks went all in on and got rid of everybody else? Going to force his way out of Seattle because he doesn't like the way he's being protected. His chef came out and said, hey, listen, we don't like what's going on on the football field. His promotional manager, his marketing manager, his agent, his strength and conditioning coach, his body guru, everybody that is on the team, Russ. What's his number? What the numbers? Uh, three. Team three, I team believe, three. is, is yep. actually what they're called. Team three came out and said something about the way the Seattle Seahawks have operated and treated the three in team three. That was just moments or maybe even an hour or two before Russell Wilson was three, was scheduled to go on with Dan Patrick. Was this a plan by team three to get a little bit of drama, controversy sparked so that maybe they could get Russell Wilson out of Seattle into another city that maybe they feel he'd be able to win a Super Bowl again at, be back in that conversation, back in the MVP conversation and all that? Because that seems like a little bit of a combo there. We're going to leak some shit about how pissed off we are then we're gonna have russell wilson by the way i chugged some of this celsius it just you almost heard me die right there yeah you almost just heard me die we have a new product that we are sponsoring or that is sponsoring the show that we're marketing and promoting and i you know i would like to at least know if i like it so i don't have to pawn it off on somebody else in the room i chugged it pretty good but it did just get me right there (laughs) anyways it felt like that was a combo though team three says hey listen we're gonna go ahead and put out some information then you go on and talk about it you say you're not happy don't completely dispel it but say you're not happy say that you enjoy all this stuff and then we'll do a little bit of a one-two now the seattle seahawks have to answer they're allegedly not happy about this is russell wilson adding into the already flooded quarterback market that could be potential movers and groovers in this NFL offseason. That'd be awesome to see Russell Wilson on any team, basically, that is looking for a quarterback right now. That'd be Indianapolis Colts, uh, Chicago Bears, Denver Broncos, allegedly the Raiders, even though David Carr, who is a noted stooge, came out and spoke about Derek Carr, about how the Raiders want Derek Carr, and Derek Carr went and trained with Peyton Manning to try to become this cerebral tactician before every play to diagnose the defense 
defense. So John Gruden had the sheriff work with Derek, and that's what Derek is one of the only few quarterbacks that can do that, which is what John Gruden's looking for. But if Derek Carr was able to just learn it in one sitting with Peyton Manning, could another quarterback just do that potentially with Peyton Manning? Who knows? I have a lot of respect for Derek Carr, not for David, but for Derek Carr. I did not love that he popped a groin and then was back on a field like six days later or whatever, but Derek Carr's potentially going to be on the move, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a quarterback that people are going to want. For instance, if you're the Indianapolis Colts and you have a very, very good team, very good team, okay? Now, we will talk about the odds makers giving the Dolphins a better chance to make it to the Super Bowl instead of the Indianapolis Colts, oh, which mm-hmm. we will you know, go through the rankings of the teams going in there next year. Derek Carr on a very good team. Where you, Jonathan Taylor, you kind of it's just like, hey, here we go. Plus, Derek Carr can make some plays. I think that's good news. But there's been conversation for the last, what, two years at this point that John Gruden hates Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. What are they, are they going to get in the market? Is Russell Wilson going to the Raiders? Is, is who's going to end up at the, the Houston Texans? Is who's going to be at the New England Patriots? I mean, I mean, there is just a lot of moving and grooving that could happen. Plus, there's like four guys in the draft that are potentially going to be good players. Somebody's going to get left out yet again. We talked about this last year with Jameis. Jameis ended up being the odd man out as the backup. Cam Newton got a gig. Andy Dalton eventually ended up being a starter. Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Jameis Winston ended up being the the quarterback out. Is Derek Carr going to be potentially the quarterback out will it be Jameis Winston again there's not enough spots I don't think for all the quarterbacks that we have potentially moving including allegedly Russell Wilson at this point Matthew Stafford who did move just weeks ago he came out and uh, talked about all of his injuries that he played through in this last season and if you don't have respect okay for Matthew Stafford at this point Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know what it's going to take. Matthew Stafford suffered torn cartilage in his ribs, his throwing hand, and his elbow during the 2020 NFL season. Okay? Painful stuff there. Damn. Probably just injected it, you know, with one of those shots uh, mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor made famous because mm-hmm. of it going the wrong way. And then he, he was asked why he did this. Didn't miss a game on a terrible team that was going nowhere. Fired the coach. You have all this wrong with you. You're, you've been in the NFL now 11 years. Why'd you do it? He said the people of Detroit. A city that, you know, doesn't have a lot good going on. Mm-hmm. Sure. Red Wings stink at hockey. Stink. Oh, so bad. The Tigers are terrible at baseball. Terrible. The Detroit Lions have been through, what, 75 coaches at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yep. Matthew Stafford got drafted there. Now, that was the old CBA, and it was the first overall pick of the draft that I was in, and I was picked 222, and the price difference in guaranteed contracts there, I believe, was $50 million, $240,000 difference, I believe, if I do recall. He's been paid a lot of money by the Lions, okay? He's made a very handsome amount of money in a city that potentially has gone the opposite direction whenever it comes to finances and everything like that. But Matthew Stafford bought into life in Detroit. He played through torn cartilage in numerous parts of his body because the people of Detroit inspired him. Yeah, this organization stinks. They took money back from Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. They've ruined a franchise in the greatest league on earth, the NFL. But the people of Detroit is why I play for them. It's not injuries. It's where am I going to get the money to pay my mortgage? Wow. That's what the people of Detroit are worried about.
Matthew Stafford said, what do they want to hear about me with torn cartilage in my ribs, throwing hand, or even my elbow? Last year I had a broken back, broken neck, broken... These people don't want to hear about it. You know what they want to, you know what they want to see me do? Shut up and play. Yeah. Throw touchdowns. Bingo. And that's what Matthew Stafford did. And that's why the people of Detroit love him. And that's why I think the entire NFL is going to get a chance to watch a guy dominate for the Los Angeles Rams. Okay? The NFC is going to be difficult. The Niners, who knows what they're going to do at quarterback. But let's assume their entire team is not going to get COVID this upcoming season Mm -hmm. or injured like they were. The Niners are coming, okay? Seattle Seahawks, who knows what they're going to look like with Russell Wilson, without Russell Wilson. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're publicly negotiating contracts of players right now during celebrations, and everybody's like, yeah, all right, we're doing it. Let's do it. Let's come back and run this back. They're going to be very good. But the Los Angeles Rams with Matthew Stafford at the helm, is going to be a problem. The entire world's going to get a chance to see Matthew Stafford because whenever you play for the Detroit Lions, you're probably not on TV that much. I would assume not a lot of people kind of seek out those games. Like, hey, who are the Lions playing this week? Nobody ever, ever said that. I got a chance to watch. He's going to be unbelievable for them. And I would assume at, at Evan Foxy, yeah. who is the worst better on <laughs> Earth right now, the yep. coldest better on Earth right now. Lost me some money, but everybody else is just fading him. Mm-hmm. They're making money. I'm going down with the Foxy ship. I've decided though, just to so, uh, show support of my guy. But speaking of showing support, you've loved Matthew Stafford up there in Detroit. Yeah. And is this the reason why? Yes. Because of things like this. Is this what the professional quarterback in the Detroit Lions franchise has been like since he got there? He just loves the people mm-hmm. of Detroit. And how? And why? Because that city is just a bunch of losers up there. Yeah, you literally nailed it in your monologue there. It was absolutely perfect. Matthew Stafford is my favorite football player of all time, and that's the exact reason why. And for people that find a reason not to like him, I'm going to say to them, you're just a hater. Hater. Wow. You're a hater. I was a hater allegedly of the weekend whenever I said that halftime show, yeah. which had $7 million of his own money involved in it. More, more power to him. Yeah. More, power to him. Nice. more power to him doing that. I just, I expected a better show. It, it wasn't as good as I thought. His music's good. Hey, I'll listen to some yeah. songs of his and everything like that. I just uh, personally thought the show was, was not great. <laughs> I mean, it just, you know. I mean, Bruno Mars, if he's putting $7 oh, million dollars in his cool. own. Man. Imagine Bruno Mars with his little ass coming out. Yeah. The, 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 the horns yeah. in the back. Oh, yeah. Probably won a Grammy. Yeah, yeah I, that's, what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But hey, the weekend was good, but I was called a hater, okay, for saying that. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're a hater if you have not watched Matthew Stafford play and you think that he's not worth everything that was traded. Now, that's a lot, okay? What, what they traded for Matthew Stafford was a lot. For sure. Numerous firsts and everything like that. But, hey, you're not trying to win trade. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. You get Matthew right. Stafford in there, you're going to win the goddamn Super Bowl. And I honestly do believe if it wasn't for the NFC and super teams happening right now in the NFL, which is awesome as a fan, the LA Rams got a long road. They got a lot better with old Matthew Stafford. What team will be next? What team will add a quarterback where everybody will go, oh, look at that team. At Boston Connor, your team doesn't have a quarterback. And the odds to win the Super Bowl, plus 3,700 at this point. Yeah, perfect I mean, to jump very, on. Very, very, very high. Perfect to jump on. I mean, the Patriots have a great offensive line, so if Russell Wilson doesn't want to get sacked, I mean, come on down, buddy. But the next team getting a quarterback is... Is the Indianapolis Colts getting Carson Wentz? Now, Why are we even no. messing around with this? We got to say it every day. Uh, Number 11 yeah. is coming over here yeah. to shoot ducks and yeah. throw TDs. And we got to talk about that for the Philadelphia Eagles bloggers and fans that potentially catch this clip. What 
what the camo stooge said over there mm-hmm. <laughs> is not necessarily insider information or sources saying this is him wishing this upon the Indianapolis Colts, I do believe. Absolutely. Nothing I hate more than the Indianapolis Colts. So the only thing I want to see is number 11 in the white and blue slinging touchdowns and going 6 and 10. How about Clyde, by the way? We're talking to Clyde. Ty asked the question, right? And Clyde goes, hey, is that a Patriots? Yeah. yeah. Is that a Patriots guy over there? Like, yeah. that is something. And he even talked about how his grandkids, right, were talking about how they were supposed to hate I Tom hate Brady him. after yeah. all these years with the rivalry between the Colts and the Patriots. Those were great days there. Those days watching Peyton and Tom battle it out. I mean, my first couple years in the league, we were we played New England every year. I oh, mean, yeah. it was like the NFL schedule makers in the NFL were like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's have these two play each mm-hmm. other every year. I assume Patrick Mahomes – in Tampa Bay are probably going to, I assume within, if it's not next year or the year after that, they're going to try to make that game happen on a regular basis, just like they did with Peyton. But the thought of New England fans wishing Carson Wentz in whatever trade is going to come alongside that with the contract on the Colts makes a lot of sense with how I feel about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But if Chris Ballard thinks it's a good move, I'll ride with Chris Ballard. Yeah. But allegedly the Bears are close to getting Carson Wentz oh, as well. Oh, but we have to remember, all of this is bullshit. No, right, we yeah. know nothing, including the Seahawks potentially being upset with Team 3. That might be complete bullshit as well. We have we have no idea what to believe, but I do like covering these potential false stories. And, you know, every once in a while you got to hop on the back of the bullshit horse and ride that thing just like the COVID cowboy tone digs. What's going on, pal? You asked earlier why the Dolphins may potentially be ahead of the Colts in uh, Super Bowl odds for next year, and I believe believe it is because they the odds makers think the Colts are getting Wentz and the Dolphins are getting Russ Wilson yeah that's what Gumpy's immediate mm. move by the way as soon as he heard that team three was potentially looking for a new home or whatever Gumpy was like come on down <laughs> Gumpy you got the Dolphins were already interested in Russ this was back whenever Seattle was negotiating this deal is that when it was yeah before he signed his last contract it was them and the Giants who were talked about as trying to get him I bet. love that <laughs> uh, the, remember when he signed that deal when he signed that deal, he was laying in bed with Sierra. Was it like 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. or 2 a.m. Eastern yeah. Standard? He just signed for like hey, 100 yo. million or whatever. Sierra. Hey, he's on the cover of GQ right now. He got what? He, he got more time than Green Day for that fucking uh, football honor show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Modern day lovers. I mean, he was hosting the ESPYs, I think. Yep. He is. Hey, Team 3 is growing that three brand yeah. pretty large. Miami wouldn't be a bad spot. Miami's a pretty good spot to grow a brand, especially if you got. You know, an entire team around you doing some special things. What's that, Dick? When Russ goes to Miami and Deshaun goes to New England and you got Josh Allen in, in Buffalo, that's, that's a tough division. It's going to be damn good. Oh, yeah, but like. A lot of coaching. Fuck the division. Because somebody's going to have to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And then you got to run into Patty Mahomes and probably an offensive lineman that has a doctor back from Canada who yep. served time. Hey, big shout out to Dr. Laurent. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. Thanks, Doc. And you start looking at the AFC, if you're an AFC team like the Steelers or the Ravens or anything, Hell yeah. and you start going, whoa, well, we got 5, 10, 15 years? What, what do yeah. we – we got to get in on this. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a GM in the AFC and you have a good team, but it's not a team – I mean, I would assume every GM thinks their team's going to win the Super Bowl. That's kind of how it goes. But if there was any reflection, you know, looking in the mirror, you got to be like, we got to go get a guy because this is – if you look at the AFC for, what, the last 25 years or whatever, it's um, – 
It is Tom, uh-huh. Peyton, Ben, uh-huh. uh, and that's a Joe Flacco. Flacco. There, yeah. yep. there it is. That was basically it right there. Flacco. Flacco. It's not his nickname. <laughs> Flacco snuck in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. That was kind of the thing. But other than that, it was it was Tom, it was Peyton, and it was Ben. That yep. was it. And if you're an AFC team and you've just seen this for the last 25 years and then Patrick Mahomes shows up mm-hmm. and then you got all this other stuff, at some point you're going to have to be like, okay, we got to go. We got to go right now and try to make this because, boy, we, it is top-heavy now. It is becoming top-heavy. And the only reason why teams are top-heavy is because they got a quarterback that is happy and likes the situation they're in. And I'll tell you, Deshaun Watson has all the potential in the world to be that top guy. If he goes to the Jets, how long are the Jets? I, I mean, that team – Who knows? I mean, who knows? Uh, so there's only like five, six teams now. Like Michael Lombardi, mm-hmm. former general manager, used to be a coaching consultant for the New England Patriots up there or whatever. He he said Al Davis told him, I forget, he's been in football for like yeah, 400. Uh, or it might be Walsh. Life. I think it was Walsh, actually. Walsh told him, like, every year there's only like eight teams you're playing against. That's really all it is. And right now it's like separating itself even more for yeah. which teams are in and which teams are. You can't win the Super Bowl, okay, in March, April, May, and everything like that. But you can really set the tone that you're trying to. And I think a lot of teams are going to have to to do that. And these teams, like Seattle Seahawks without Russell Wilson, they're fucked. What are they going to what are they going to ask? They're going to have to get Pete. You think Pete Carroll's going to be chewing gum up there for a, t- a lousy team? No way. Not a chance. Remember, USC was about to get sanctioned and be terrible for a long time. He said, like, get me the fuck yeah. out of here. He goes to Seattle. They start winning. Pete Carroll ain't about to lose. Pete Carroll is not a loser. Like, that's not what Pete Carroll does, I don't think. Without it's- Russell Wilson, they may run the wishbone up there with Pete at the helm. Hey, if Pete's back there under center, by the way, I have a lot of faith in him over a lot of the quarterbacks that are potentially getting shots in the NFL. <laughs> you right? can take Cam. If they want to run the wrist, bro, and go get Cam Newton. We'll trade him all. Hell yeah. Cam for a two-year deal or one-year deal? One-year deal. Resign and trade. Nothing better. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? Joining now is a Super Bowl champion, a man who made one of the most electrifying plays I've seen in the NFC Championship right before half. A absolute – what's that, Ty? You all right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. Ty, diehard Green Bay Packer fan, got a chance to watch Kevin King get burnt by this guy deep with eight seconds left in the house. Oh, yeah. Then this whole conversation led to, man, is, is Scotty Miller underrated when it comes to speed? And then a video came out from him in either high school or college in a four-by-one walking somebody who had a 30-yard head start on him. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who debunks stereotypes, a man who has jets, Wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl champion, Scotty Miller. Yeah! Scotty! Yo, what's up, man? How you doing, Scotty? What's going on, pal? I'm good, man. Good. Just trying to, you know, recover, get some, uh, probably about to take a nap after this show. <laughs> yesterday, but yeah. I'm good, man. I could fathom. How'd your day end yesterday? Did you pass out early because of long, or did you go all night? We just talked to Sean Murphy Bunting. He was up till four. He said he went to uh, Traeger. Tangra. Tangra down there, something like that. Had a little bit of a party. Did you continue after the boat parade celebration we saw? A little bit, a little bit. But I think most of the people on our boat, I don't know if. I don't know if anyone made it past eight or nine. We got back, went to one of the guys, went to Cam Braid's house. We were there for a little bit. We were thinking about going out, but I think everyone was just was finished at that point. So I, I got home around around 10 and, and pretty much went straight to sleep. At what point did you realize you owe Chris Godwin a phone? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other story. Um, I, I guess, yeah, somehow I got the blame for that. Um you know, it's actually funny. He was telling me all day leading up. We were at the facility. We had a team meeting and stuff like that. And he's telling me all about these zipper shorts he loves. And he only wears zipper shorts because he doesn't want anything to fall out of his pockets. And he never drops anything. 
and then all of a sudden he's the one with you know his phone in the water and then somehow it's my fault um <laughs> but yeah the next thing i'm i'm getting dms from people you know chris is chris is leaving tampa bay because you dropped his phone in the water <laughs> you know, it's my fault you know death threats coming in you know so it's, it was uh <laughs> it was uh it was pretty funny um but it was a uh, it was a good time for sure. So what'd you do? You 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 just dunked his phone in the river. You you took it out of his zipper pockets and <laughs> and threw it from boat to boat. What did you do? Like it was a Lombardi. How did you get dragged into this, Scotty? Is it because you're white? Were you yeah, playing because like, you're maybe, a white? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what? maybe no? I think he he tossed it to me, but oh. he was too. You know, I only like catching the deep ball. I don't like catching the the short. <laughs> He was a little too close to me, and then it must have just slipped, slipped right through my head. I don't know. Maybe he was on Tom's boat throwing me yeah. and caught it. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. Um, that was an amazing moment yesterday. It seemed like there was maybe 100 to 200 of them. Shout out to your dog, by the way. What, what type of dog do you have? I have a Catahoula Leopard mix. Uh, my my wife rescued her in New Jersey, so I got I got a stack of – I got a stack of bones here in case she starts barking. I just, I'm just throwing them over there. <laughs> Dad of the year. Dad of the year. Not a bad pacifier. Send it over there. Uh, adopt, don't shop. Shout out to you for that. Yesterday, though, that boat parade, we talked to uh, SMB. He said he got, you guys got a text message Tuesday night that was basically like, hey, meet at the stadium. We're all getting on the bus to do this thing. Your boat in particular was an interest because you saw the coaches. Okay, you saw the quarterbacks were on that $2 million yacht that Tom had. Your boat seemed to be tight ends and wide receivers. Is that who was all on there? And how did that all come to be on which boat you got on? Because I could assume that was maybe a little bit uncomfortable there. For some, oh, that boat seems like a good time. That boat's probably where I'm supposed to be. Though. Like, how did the whole, how did the boat selection come to be? Yeah, no, I think, I think all boats, and I think everyone ended up having a good time, I think. I think all boats had a lot of fun. <laughs> But uh, shout out to our guy. We got this guy down here. Bennett is his name. Uh, he hooked up. He hooked us up at Berkeley Prep um, this summer. We were working out there. With he he just, he's got all the connections. So he's got this friend with this with this big yacht. And I guess he hit up CG, and then CG kind of assembled a squad of guys to go on the boat. Um, you know, we're all good friends, all close friends. So we all hopped on that boat, and uh, and yeah, that's how it worked. turned out. We all we showed up, and the parade got delayed a little bit. We were waiting for time to show up. He's probably getting some last-minute work in from, from A.G. Alex Guerrero. Knows, you know, <laughs> always always staying ready. Um, but then they showed up. We hopped on the boat. And then uh, it was just two or three hours of, you know, nonsense. It's, yeah, it was <laughs> but, insane. Yeah, and by the way, the cops were escorting you guys through that entire thing, which is awesome. Yeah. You, just talked was, about, yeah. you just talked about that academy you went to. What's the guy's name, Bennett? Bennett is his name. Shout Bennett. out Bennett. Shout, shout out, out Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, yeah, shout Bennett. out Bennett. Yeah, he, yeah, he'll love that. He'll love that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Bennett. We might come to Tampa sometime, by the way. Shout, <laughs> yeah, out, shout out Bennett. Shout out Bennett. Shout out Bennett. Yeah, whatever you guys need. Yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I've met a couple Bennett's in different cities. Always want to have Bennett yeah. on your side when you're going to city. Shout <laughs> out to Bennett. Right. But Tom was almost arrested two times, okay, whenever he got to Tampa. He broke into Byron Leftwich's neighbor's house, and then he was playing football in, in a park. Then he ended up at this academy. I assume Bennett's like, hey, you guys got this thing. At what point though during those workouts because there was choppers overhead i assume bennett was like hey I'll, i won't tell the news and then news is right <laughs> over top of that whole thing yeah. watching you guys work gronk's out there cameron's out there everybody was wondering how this team was going to come together when did you know that the offense was going to be like awesome and, and when did you know you were going to be a rather large part of it did you and tom immediately have a pretty good connection on this whole thing or did that kind of grow and when did you know like okay this is going to be pretty unstoppable it seems like 
Yeah, immediately I think I knew when he signed. I mean, even last year we had a, a really powerful offense just with all the weapons we have. Um, we all love Jameis. He did a great job for us, threw for a ton of yards. Um, you know, so we, we had a great offense last year. But then with Tom, we knew, you know, he was going to take care of the ball. And, and then he's the he's the best quarterback of all time. So with him at the helm and him leading us, we knew we were going to be going to be pretty unstoppable. But we knew it was just going to take time. We had a lot of new pieces, Lenny, Gronk, uh, A.B., you know, a bunch of new guys. Um, and then as far as myself, um, I figured I'd have a pretty, pretty big role after last season. Um, I had a decent end of the year and then BP Brashad Perryman had left us, uh, and signed with the Jets. So I figured I was, um, going to need to step up and, and, and go get that number three, number three role on the team, a number three receiver. So I just worked really hard this off season to, to try and, uh, to get, get better. And I think I made a big jump from, from year one to year two, um, and then I think me and Tom had a pretty good connection uh, ever since ever since that first day. Uh, he he taught me a lot though. I was probably a little bit a lot more raw when we when he first saw me. Then he just gave me so many different pointers that helped my game. Um, what were those pointers? Continues. What are those pointers like? Hey, run this route like this. Stop at this yeah. point. Look for this. Yeah, just a, just a, he's so uh, so much attention to detail and so focused on the little things. Um, you know, so just a guy like me, a speed guy, always pumping my arms, making sure. Um, that I'm doing that so the DB doesn't know when I'm going to shut it down or keep going deep. Um, mm. Just that's, that's just one little thing, but just stuff like that. Um, catching the ball over the shoulder, which ended up happening a couple times for us. A few. Uh, you know, so, uh, <laughs> so DB can't get their hand in there. Um, but just lo- those little things that he continues to help me with and all of us. Um, so I think uh, right away, those first couple workouts, I knew that there was a chance that I could have a, a pretty good year. Where are you from originally? I'm from Chicago, Illinois, Barrington. Shout out. Is that? Barrington is Northwest Suburbs. Northwest Suburbs. The Burbs of Chicago. Were you always just the fastest white dude in town, or were you in an all-white town? Uh, pretty much all-white town, you know. <laughs> and you just but, scorched with the, all the Chicago Northwest Suburb whites, I would assume, at that case, yeah? <laughs> I, I assume that was the, I'd assume that was the case, yeah? Yeah, it was always a little tougher when I got down, when I got out of the conference meets and, you know, what I paid and, you know, but, uh... <laughs> But I was, I've always been – I was blessed with blessed with uh, speed, really, my whole life. I've always been the fastest guy. Uh, what yeah, was this? Where was this at? This was the high school. This was the state the state meet, uh, Eastern Illinois. That was the four-by-one. Um, and then, yeah, there, there you see me go right there. Um, yeah, so I've, I've always had it. And uh, a lot of people doubted me, you know. Um, but I always show up. When I, whenever a race is scheduled uh, back in high school, I always show up. And I would win almost every time. Uh, Tom talked glowingly about you very early in the season. You know, he's just another great, consistent, dependable, trustworthy player, Brady said Friday. Everything we talk about, he retains, and he takes it to the next practice. What, are you trying to uh, distract your dog again? He's displaying <laughs> yeah, things, yeah. and he's showing to <laughs> I think he'll be shitting all over the house. And he's displaying things, and he's showing to everybody that he deserves a big role. You can trust where he's going to be. He makes the plays when they come his way. He's been really fun to work with and fun to see grow from the day that I got here. I mean, those types of things coming from the GOAT and now winning the Super Bowl with the GOAT, there's no way you could have predicted that was going to happen with your life, I I would assume, in this entire thing. Yeah, absolutely no shot. Um, I mean, growing up and watching my whole life and then to be playing alongside of him and then for him to be saying that type of stuff about me is just it's just amazing. I'm so thankful that I'm able to go to work with him every single day and learn from him. And I think he's going to help my career out a ton. He already has. Um, so it's just amazing. It's surreal every day to, to go on to work with him and just get the chance to uh, to play alongside of him. You know, 
you made a massive play in the NFC Championship right before half. You know, it kind of depicts Bruce Arians as a coach and also, you know, just the entire offense and, and Tom being on the sideline with a cape on, a uh, park on, and then they're like, no, we're going for it. Like, okay, we're not just going for it, by the way. We're, we're actually going to go-go here. That play, obviously, with 47 million people watching happen. I mean, that just, it puts you into, like, this superstardom almost, right, at that exact moment. Not that you didn't make plays earlier, but in that moment, at that time, when Green Bay was supposed to go score, flip the script on this entire thing, Scotty Miller's the answer for this. And then... um Chris Carter came on our show and he said, I'm just going to be real, Pat. Okay. And that's what I, Kevin King underestimated Scotty Miller in that particular set because Scotty Miller is a white man. Okay. <laughs> and that is, that is, and by the way, in the football world, that is a very real thing. I would assume there has been numerous practices where you've gone on somebody and the reaction behind the scenes is massive. Okay. It happened when we had Austin Colley with the Colts. It has happened with Jordy Nelson at the Packers. Anytime you have a, you know, a white that debunks the hardworking, not that you're not, but I'm just saying great route running, great, and has the juice, it is always electrifying everywhere. It is awesome to see, especially with the fact you've been able to be durable. Now, with that being said, there is another human that is nicknamed an animal and his name is the cheetah okay and his incredible durability has been something that is you know a lot of people have marveled at because normally if you're that fast explosive you know you're normally pretty tightly one hit two hit you're kind of out there he's always out there just like you as well you went on dan patrick's show and you said uh that you you believe you're the fastest person in the nfl right now and after watching that track meet and then watching what you've done on the football field, I don't think there's any reason at all for you to believe anything differently. Have you ever in your life felt like you weren't the fastest person on the field that you were in? And do you still, and will we ever see you race Tyree Kill at any point? No, I've, I've always felt every single, every single Sunday, every single Saturday or Friday back in high school, I've always thought I'm the fastest guy out there. I don't care who else is out there. I think I'm the fastest God, one. That's awesome. Um, um, like you said, I think I have every reason to believe that that I am the fastest one. Um, people can laugh at that, and, and that's fine, rightfully so. Um, they've seen Cheetah run around for years and cook people, um, and there's no disrespect to him. He is a world-class speed, blazing. Um, I mean, he's he's an unbelievable athlete, a guy that I hope I have a similar career to. Uh, he's done it. He's done it. He's one of the best receivers in the league, so hopefully I can make it to that level. Um, but I'd love, to, I'd love to race in this offseason. Hopefully, uh, I'd, I'd love to you know, take a couple a couple weeks off, you know. Smart. A of yeah, hydrate stuff. a little. Uh, hydrate up, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, hopefully this summer or something we can put something together. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, you know, maybe do some for charity or, you know, put, put some events on. I think people would be interested in it. Um, so I'd love to do it. I think I could win. I'm sure he, he's extremely confident in himself. Most people would probably pick him, but. That's fine. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to line it up and uh, let the best man win. Are you guys coming out of the block? Is this stand up? What What do you think this would be? Because I've watched a lot of races after workouts and on field. And normally it's just standing. Okay, here we go. Everybody's going. But in this particular case, I do believe there will probably be regulations now because a lot of people will be watching. This is going to be the title for the fastest player in the NFL. This is going to be a big deal. How will you be racing? You think if you had to guess on what the uh, the alignment would be? Would it be a hundred? Would it be forty? Would it be what would it be? You think? Yeah, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I would be down for whatever. You know, we probably wouldn't hop down in the blocks because I don't think either of us has done that for about seven or eight years. Uh, <laughs> but awesome. you know, we could. I would guess you'd be on a football field running some something. Uh, I'd like to run, you know, sixty to a hundred, something like that, so you could see 
um, real speed and track speed and, you know, uh, really get going and make it more entertaining too. 40 so quick. Um, but whatever he would want to do, you know, he is, uh, he's a little more known than me. So I don't think, I think that'd be up to him and I'd be down for, uh, down for whatever. Scott, he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm setting the rules here, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what will you be doing this off season? Where will you spend it down in Tampa? I'd assume very warm weather. I assume you guys got a key to the city now, especially when your name's Scotty yeah. Miller and scoot, scoot, Scotty's all over the place. What will you be doing this off season and how will you be handling your time? Yeah, uh, most people still don't know. I, I I just went to breakfast this morning by myself. My wife is at work, and you know, I just sit down. No one knows who I am. <laughs> Who's that uh, drunk over there? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I'll such just, a yeah, Florida man look, by the way. Yeah. You, you do have a very Florida man look right now with the beard in the yeah, like. I got. I'm pretty rough right now. I got, the construction hoodie. The from, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, you look awesome. <laughs> you look awesome right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll be in Tampa um, with my wife. We we got we had a big wedding planned for last April that got canceled. So then we did a small wedding uh, with just like our our family. But we're gonna have that big party, big wedding again this upcoming April, hopefully if it's allowed. Um, so I got we'll have that plan. We'll go on uh, a big honeymoon after that. So um, it'll be uh, it'll be a good off season. You and I are not doctors, but a hundred and seventeen year old woman exists in france a 117 year old woman exists and she beat covid so wow. hopefully by april we'll be able to extract whatever this artifact Look, man, has and be able to <laughs> yeah. move this whole thing <laughs> moving forward you know what i mean if i'm with you i'm ready to get yeah I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah i think so i would assume this season was a bit of a nuisance with the testing and the the masking oh, and you can't be yeah. near each other i assume yesterday was also a massive celebration of not having to do that anymore i would assume yeah, first time out for all of us. I think that's probably why you saw people going a little, a little overboard. But <laughs> literally, uh, but but it was fun. Actually, something funny. Yes, my my little sister texted texted me that I don't know if you saw me. I had my shirt off. I'm I'm like one of the small. I don't even look like I look like some little guy up. You know. Uh, but she texted me a picture of of Tom and Tom's son. Tom's son had his shirt off uh, with a backwards hat on, and she was like. I could have sworn from first glimpse this was Scotty. Hey, the internet! I'm surprised the internet didn't do like, oh, look at Tom and Scotty having like, a. Luckily, luckily, my little sister doesn't have a Twitter, um, so that, that probably <laughs> helped me out a little bit. But. You think the internet has judged you harshly, fairly this season? Well, how do you feel the internet has treated Scotty Miller this year? Um, I think uh, I try not to pay too much attention to it. Obviously, um, I got Instagram, Twitter, so I see every, I see a lot of stuff, but. Um, I think it's been fine. It's been, you know, it's, it's typical. Like when I, when I make a play against the Packers, everybody loves me. Everybody, you know, it treats me well. Um, but then when I, you know, make a mistake, uh, people are all over me probably more so than, than other guys because I'm, you know, uh, I'm not an established star, uh, you could say. Um, but, and then when I make a comment about Tyreek Hill like that, a lot of people, which I didn't even. Scotty, you got to remember when Stooges look at you. Okay. Like the idiots on the internet, I'm not saying, I'm not giving you a motivational speech, but I'm just telling you why something that they see like, oh, that guy could be my brother potentially. Like he, he's not that much taller than me, okay? He's not that much uh, anything else. So the idiots on the internet is like, of course that guy stinks. And then when you do something good, they're hiding, they're hiding, they're hiding. Yeah. You do something bad, it's like, just I thought, this some bitch ain't supposed to be there. You know, like that's that's just how yeah. the internet is, Scotty. And that's exactly, just, yeah. So that, that's how it's been, but it's been good. Man, do you golf or anything? 
I do not. I'm actually terrible at golf. Um, I might try to get into it. A lot, a lot of guys on the team and coaches get uh, are pretty good and do it a lot down here. That I think there's a lot of good courses, so I may try and learn, but I am bad. So yeah, AQ weaseled his way onto a course this morning. <laughs> AQ Shipley, uh, he called yeah. the course acting as his own agent, saying <laughs> Super Bowl champion AQ Shipley was wondering if he could get on the course tomorrow morning. He's on there with his dad right now. I think they rented the whole course to him. So maybe maybe not a bad play for Scotty Miller to enact. Say, yeah. Scotty Miller, Super Bowl champion, man who caught uh, touchdown against Green Bay Packers, is wondering <laughs> if he could get a reservation for 10 tonight. That seems yeah. to be working in Tampa at the moment. Think, something to think about. Ty, what do you have? Uh, Scotty, speaking of scoring the touchdown against the Packers, were you worried at all that you were going to dropped that ball like because you were open by like 15 yards and you know a huge situation it was it kind of like oh wow like I shouldn't be this open I I hope I don't drop this um not really um when a ball's in the air I'm so locked in on it there's nothing else that matters in the world but that ball coming down um so and I, I I've caught that ball a million times in practice my you know I do it every single day so um uh, for me that's just a routine play and uh something I expect to come down with every time I wish you would have okay, dropped it. Dude, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Packers fans that wish, like, yeah, oh, yeah you should have drop dropped that it. Thing. Sorry <laughs> about that. No, don't be sorry at all, okay? You're you're about to get into every golf course in Tampa yeah. because of yeah. it. Uh, what do you got, Nick? Scotty, what's it like practicing and playing with AB? Is he still outworking everybody, and did you learn anything from him? Yeah, I learned a ton from him. He's another six-round guy um, from the MAC conference as well, just like me. Uh, Where'd you go to school? I should have known this. Where at? What you said, where did me he, or him? You. I went to Bowling Green. Oh, that team stinks. <laughs> yeah, we, we do stink. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't deserve it, Scotty. I, you do not deserve me saying that. It, it, it's been no, an it's overall. Okay. okay. I, All right. we, we're struggling right now. Hey, you're going to turn it <laughs> yeah. around, though. Yeah. Yeah. Turn yeah. around. Right. got a That's Super right. Bowl champ that goes to school there. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Yeah, maybe get some more recruits. Um, but, uh, yeah, I learned a lot from him. He's an extremely hard worker. You know, I remember the first day he got here, we were doing like a little walkthrough, and he's literally sprinting, running all his routes full speed, just so excited to get back. Um, and that's pretty much how he was the entire year. Um, he's a smaller guy too, so I, I learned a lot from him as far as releases and just uh, technique. One of the best technicians to ever do it, so it was awesome to be able to, to play with him. Were you ever a returner? Yeah, I mean, like growing up, I was always one like uh, high school uh, and then college. I did it my freshman year. I was the kick returner. And then I did a little bit throughout the rest of my my years, like when we needed a, a big one or something. But um, that's pretty much it. Can you catch punts? Yeah, I do it every day in practice. Um, uh, when I, I was about to do it one game, but then Mickens, Mickens, they like cut Mickens, but then they brought him. There's a bunch of COVID stuff. But um I'm right. Like whenever they, if they needed me to go back there, I would feel, I'll feel confident in myself. It feels like that would be something that you would be very good at, you know, because you're shifty and everything like that. Seem to be a bit fearless. If you can catch a punt, mm -hmm. you know, like that. Yeah. A lot of people can't catch punts. Everybody assumes that if you're uh, a great wide receiver or whatever, you can catch a punt. It's like that. It's two very. No, I agree with that. It's 100%. two very different Way balls. Different. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Way different. Yeah. Uh, that's something I struggled with a little bit growing, like growing up and stuff. But now I do it like every single day so much. So. I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it, but it's also different when you're uh, under the Sunday night uh, and you got thousands of people in the crowd, not this year, but on a normal year, and you got uh, 11 massive dudes running down at you. So uh, that's a little different. Man. That has to be a nightmare on that end of the whole thing. Oh, yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm having a nightmare. I'm having a nightmare to get it off, first of all. Okay, I got – 
people that are much bigger, more athletic and game changers running at me while I'm doing it. And then as that thing's flying in the air, I'm like, okay, pretty good ball. Not even thinking about the nightmare that's going on down there. It's like, oh. <laughs> it's like anytime there was a couple of returners, anytime we got their head to do one of these, it was an automatic fair catch. So if you got their jaw just to lift up a little bit where they couldn't see anybody, it was an automatic right. fair catch. So I started doing that or whatever. And then there's a couple guys where if you hit it a little bit lower, they get a little bit scared because they can see who's coming. You know, it's like yeah, a, you exactly. can kind of read people a little bit. Man, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's tough. Should let you back there because Tyreek back there was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I would assume. Now Mickens He's is a elected, stud yeah. though. Mickens is an absolute stud. Mickens is great. He does a great job. I don't think he dropped. People don't realize. I don't think he dropped a single punt the entire season, which is absolutely huge. Um, Nobody yeah, talks about that, by the way. You only get mentioned no. whenever you bobble one. It's like pretty much exactly. everybody's going to bobble at least one. You got to get through the whole thing. I'm guessing he's one of the only returners that played the entire year and didn't drop one punt. So a lot of credit to him. He does he does a great job for us. Yeah, and he's punters and he started, you know. Yeah. Let's go ahead and fucking get him to bobble one. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, speaking of catching punts, Z just sent in a video that the Bucks put out of you catching seven balls yeah. uh, in camp. Was that the most you've done? That was the most I've done, yeah. I was doing it with, with my boy Mick. Um, we were doing a little challenge to see if we could catch more, and I, somehow I caught seven. The most I've ever done before, that was probably five. Um, but then I had, like, four in my arms, two in between my legs, and I don't think I could have possibly done any more. Um, so Pac-Man, what, what did Pac-Man – I think Pac-Man did six. I think that was the – I don't think I've ever seen somebody do seven. One, okay, there's yeah, it two. Was, uh, yeah, it started getting tough on that uh, that fourth one, I think. Three balls yeah. caught here. Okay, they got all three in his left arm, right arm's free. Right peck, go ahead and catch the ball with. Yep. Four down. You got to think, too, my arms are a little shorter than most guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Between the legs. And, and wider. <laughs> good tan. <laughs> it's certainly good tan, certainly good tan, tan down there. The Florida man. Yeah, Look at this. He has go. six. Oh, yeah, there's number seven. Oh, oh my God. Look at how happy Mick is for you. That is that is an amazing moment. Could not have got eight. That is that might be the most that is even possible at this point. Yeah, that was wild. That was that might be my best accomplishment all year. <laughs> that was pretty nuts. Uh, hell of a year, Scotty. Enjoy the off season. You deserve it. Uh, it was awesome watching you play. I didn't know much about you last year. That's on me. To be honest, to be completely candid, I know that everybody on that team loved Jameis last year. Most of us were only watching those games because Jameis was keeping you guys in the game and the other team in the game. So it was very explosive to watch every single day. It was very entertaining or whatever. This year, getting a chance to watch Scotty Miller become something was really, really cool. It was like one of the coolest parts of the season. So congrats on a hell of a 2020 NFL season. Congrats on the Super Bowl and can't wait to see what you do next year. Thanks so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks for your thanks for y'all support. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. Just wait. Whenever you're racing, too, like, well, now I got a guy in the office. His name's Evan Fox. He's the worst gambler of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's very bad. Yeah. He's lost me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Whenever you do this, <laughs> whenever you do this race, I assume that there's potentially going to be money that is put on this whole thing. I, I I can't wait to ride to the promised land alongside you, pal. Let's go, baby. Hey, go <laughs> and get it, Scotty. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll be I'll be I'll be start I'll start training tomorrow. You're going to have to be running around dog shits in your house with how many <laughs> streets yeah, you're giving I, it. I, yeah, I think i got to get off soon and take her out. Yeah, hey. Scotty Miller. <laughs> I want to let you know that um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for a lot of guys, that can mean added pressure to perform. Luckily, with Roman... 
you can relax. Hell yeah. Oh. Whether you're dealing with ED or you're more concerned about lasting longer in a sack, Roman's got you covered. For a limited time, Roman has special offers to make sure you're ready for Valentine's Day. Get up. <laughs> Get up. Get up now. Get up. Get up. It's $35 off your first month of ED treatment. It's not supposed to be read. Podcast. Oh, no. Oh, boy. That's podcast read. I can clip that. Congrats. GetRoman.com slash USA. To get USA. started, that's GetRoman.com slash USA to get started. Get up to $35 off your first month of ED treatment. So does ED treatment come at different prices? Like, uh, you're going to need a lot more. Okay, you get $35 yeah. off. You have this. Uh, like, how does that work? I'm not 100% yeah. sure. But you can go find out and take care of your problem. Mm. Get up. $35 off your first month of ED treatment when you go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Complete your online visit by February 10th for guaranteed delivery by Valentine's Day. For a limited time, get up to $35 off your ED treatment if prescribed. And if you purchase swipes, you'll get a free bottle of lube added to your order. Oh, oh right up in that. Really? While, while supplies last. Shout out to them. All right, so for a limited time, you get up to $35 off your first month of ED treatment if prescribed. Okay, so you can't just be self-diagnosing. No, no, no. no. You, can't, you can't be like, hey, what's going on, diner? Nah. You gotta see the doc. But anyways, you get prescribed that. That is the place to go. And if you purchase swipes, you get a free bottle of lube added to your order. Woo. Order by February 10th, guaranteed by Valentine's so Day. Nice you guys spice up the lover's day. Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Joining us now, man is a Super Bowl champion. Completely forgot he was on. Hey, this is on me, dude. This is 100% on me. We're getting into this goddamn Celsius thing, which I can assume you would need a little bit of today, maybe after maybe one of the most glorious Super Bowl parades in the history of Super Bowl parades. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is Central Michigan Super Bowl champion, SMB, Sean Murphy. Yeah! They, got a, they got a nice ring to it. Hey, yeah, Super Bowl champ. SMB, that's got to feel pretty good. Like that's that. hey, that's forever, by the way. Like uh, you make an All Pro one time, you're forever an All Pro. You make a Pro Bowler, you're forever a Pro Bowler. You win a Super Bowl, a oh, Super Bowl champion for the rest of your life. That has to be pretty fantastic. Did you think about that going into the game? I heard Tom gave a speech that was pretty reminiscent of that type of mindset. Yeah, um, you know he, that speech, like you said, was really about um, just being. Honoring your family, you know, and and really leaving your mark and leaving your legacy. Um, and once he gave that speech, that's when it really kind of hit me, you know. It really hit me that, you know, we win that game, I am forever going to be a Super Bowl champion. Uh, so and, and my family will forever be looked at um, in a different in a different standard as well. So that definitely weighed weighed a lot on me going into the game, but I I, I loved every moment of it. That's a powerful speech, by the way. I mean, that is because a lot of players speak. I don't know how it is. Oh, yeah, I do know. You guys were eating W's there for a while. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Not anything wrong. I know that's family. I know it's family. He's a good guy. But, like, there's some players that give speeches, and we all go, okay, all right, all right. Hey, good effort. Good effort. That was right. a good effort, but right. let's, let's move forward. Does Tom normally speak to the entire team, or was that speech like something that was a little bit out of the ordinary, and then as he was speaking, you're like, holy shit, this is like Independence Day. This is like any given <laughs> Sunday right now. Yeah. Um, Tom normally really doesn't give speeches often, you know. Um, I want to say he gave one in one of the playoff games. I think it was Washington. It was it was a little, you know, a little smaller, lighter. Chase. wasn't too intense. Mm-hmm. Um and then he kind of chilled out, you know, throughout the other games. And then this past game, yeah, he was he was locked in. He was intense. So let's talk about the game. You guys shut down, okay, 
an offense that everybody said was unshutdownable. Now, I, I did see you holding every play. <laughs> okay, I saw you holding it. saw you holding every single play. No, I'm joking. They were actually they were calling things tighter, I think, potentially because of what you said on this show. But whenever you guys are going into that game, and, and obviously every team feels they're going to win every single game, Joe Thomas told us that every year he was with Cleveland, including the year they won 0-16, he thought they were going to have a winning team. Like, you buy in to every whatever the motto is, whatever the mission is. Your defense, though, had to feel very good about the game plan especially with how it was executed, knowing that the dogs up front were going to be able to get home, he was going to be under duress, and then the back end, it was going to probably make things a little quicker? Or what was the mindset going in? Did you guys know you are going to have success? Uh, we just, we really just played within the scheme. Um, I definitely, I know for myself, I knew that the, the game plan that we had set up was definitely a really good game plan, and it was going to shut down a lot of the things that they do. Um, and it was just a matter of honestly dropping into your coverage, getting them on the perfect amount of depth, um, and reading the quarterback and reacting. Um, fortunately, you know, we got uh, those beasts up front. <laughs> so, like, every play he's under duress, they're getting back to the quarterback. So um, it made our job a lot easier in the back end. You know, it made us play a lot faster. It made us be able to see a lot of different things uh, quicker because of how much stress and pressure he was under each play. How, how you knew yesterday was going to be a movie you guys knew yesterday was going to be bananas when did you know it was going to be a boat parade when did you know what boats you were going to be on when did you know that the police were just going to be escorting your drunk asses through the city like when did when did it all kind of come together yesterday <laughs> they texted us i actually i think they texted us tuesday night and said that we had a we had a parade a boat parade on wednesday they said they didn't know anything about it they just knew that we had to show up to the stadium uh, or to the facility by like noon. The buses were leaving at noon, so I I, I didn't know what was going to be going on honestly uh, until I really got there. You don't have a boat? Did everybody that had a boat bring their boat, or was Tom the only boat that was brought? I don't. I think I think uh, a select few guys had their own like private boat. Um, I think Mike Evans had his own kind of private boat with the receivers. Um, I think AB did as well, um, but. I had a lot of family there. It was a lot of guys that were with me, the DBs that had a lot of family there. Um, so we had a, a, a bigger boat, but we had a lot of more people on there. At what point did you all decide, you know what, I think we all just should black out today? Was that, <laughs> it felt like that was maybe the largest collection of NFL players I've seen all lit. And it was interesting to me because the Super Bowl parade is normally about, okay, the fans. How many fans showed up? You know, you always see like those legendary photos from oh, Cleveland man. after the Cavaliers won everything. But yesterday, the parade was awesome because there was, it felt like there was no fans actually. It was like we just got a chance to watch you guys and your families and friends party on boats in a celebration of the Super Bowl. Is that what it felt like? I would assume that it. Yeah. It was insane, honestly. Uh, the, the the entire city of Tampa uh, showed up. Everybody took work. <laughs> everybody took work off, and it, it seemed like everybody was there. Uh, it was, you know, it was a outstanding amount of people there. Um, but we still got to interact with the fans. At one point, you know, they were they were throwing stuff on the boats, man. We're trying to block the stuff that they're throwing. <laughs> I ended up getting I ended up getting clocked in the head with a beer bottle. Like I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I don't know anything. I, I, I got smacked in the back of my head, yo, and it hurt so bad. But I, I was trying to play it off like I'm like, oh, that's, no, that's all right. <laughs> and then we're still, we're still partying, we're still going, man. It was exciting. 
then I got off the boat, you know, when we when we docked, um, when we had our little, you know, ceremony celebration. And I didn't know guys were still like, you know, doing the champagne bottle, you know, stuff. So I'm just standing there, you know, minding my own business. And I get popped in the ear. I'm looking around like <laughs> where they come from. And everybody's acting like they don't know. And then I look to my left and I see my teammate, Jaden Mickens. I'm going to call him out. I see him and he's holding, the, he's holding the bottle all the way on the ground. And he's like, I did not know that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, man. You took like, some man. shrapnel yesterday. You took some I shots did. yesterday. I did. <laughs> what was that interview? Did you watch that interview back that you did with that uh, awkward white there? Do you, did, you, did you see? Did you get to watch that whole thing back? Uh-uh. Uh, this photo, this moment, right? the photo we just posted, you you had an awesome interview. You should check this one out. I, 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 <laughs> oh, that, that's the one. Oh, that's the one where I, uh, where I put, the, put the shades down and looked at it like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a good time. It looked like I, you guys had a blast. I forgot what, I forgot what he asked me. <laughs> yeah, it was quite it was one of those days. Hey, boat uh, beers are real, too. Yeah. Boat beers are, especially in the sun down there, boat beers are like hot tub beers almost, you know, because yeah. it kind of, you're, I don't know what it is with the water, but watching Tom come off there yesterday, I, I think it was maybe the most relatable we've ever seen Tom Brady. <laughs> and then we watched, I watched Bruce Arians, Mike Evans, Godwin, and the boys give a little speech up there. I don't know if you talked as well. Where was that? Was that just to the team? Because it sounded like you guys were just talking shit to each other there in the middle of that thing. And the local news was catching it, by the way. Because B.A. was like, hey, we ain't fucking uh, in the local news. You hear the local news people. They're like, I believe this will be filled with expletives. And then they like had to cut it off. What was it, that area there, whenever you guys started speaking to people? That was that was where um, our like ceremony was. That was where we docked. Um, and that was where the ceremony was taking place. So there was the people that got off the boat. I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure if fans were allowed in that area. I just know that um, it was a lot of family and it was a lot of friends still in that area. Um, but it was like set up where you had a lot of chairs. You had the media in the back. And then the guys kind of just sat around the stage. What time did you pass out last night? Eight? Nine? <sighs> When, what time did I go to sleep last night? Yeah, did you pass out? Normally the hard day party <laughs> turns into a great crash at night, you know what I mean? No, so we left. Oh. We left the um we left the parade and went back to the facility um to get our stuff and then I actually jumped in the car with one of my teammates and then he took me to another party so yeah. <laughs> we, did, we went to a we went to a Tangra nightclub and then um we had that kind of private rented out invited people there um but I ate a couple wings. That's when that's when I sat down. I was the first one there. I wanted to make sure I was the first one there so I can get some food, you know. Smart. Get some water. Smart. And then, smart. You know, hey, smart. Ten minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, people start showing up and then, you know. Run <laughs> <laughs> it back. I got home at like four. I got home at like five four AM. <laughs> But I lost, I lost my phone. I lost all my phones. <laughs> oh, hey, Verizon, so I know upset. you're listening. Chris Godwin lost. I don't, even, I don't even have Verizon, man. I got AT&T. Well, listen, <laughs> AT&T needs to step up or Verizon because Godwin lost his phone as well. I'm looking at the hat you're wearing, SMB. Incredible. Is that your logo right there? Yeah. Yep. Hey, good fucking logo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to send you guys some. I'm going to hook yeah. you up. Nah, we'll buy it. We support small business. We understand the merch. We'll get that thing. Hey, Mickens was a great returner, by the way. I mean, I know he's terrible yeah. at popping champagne, but incredible returner this fall. Uh, what do Absolutely. you have there? Connor? Yeah, Sean, was there any conversation before the boats? Like, hey, guys, let's keep the Lombardi on the boat and make sure it doesn't sink to the bottom of the ocean? Or was that just kind of a common thought? 
Uh, I, I would I would hope that that was just a common thought. <laughs> I saw the video of Tom throwing it, but you know that's Tom Brady. He, that ball, that 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 trophy's not going in the water. Yeah, true. That's going to be completed. unless unless you're throwing it to a DB. <laughs> he was tossing that. If he was tossing that to one of our DBs, not me. That, that trophy might have went down. See, but the interesting thing about Tom is he makes good decisions. Throwing it to a DB not named SMB would be a poor decision mm -hmm. there. Tom wouldn't do that inherently exactly. because he's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. That's did why he's QB1. That's yeah. Of all time, by the way. Did, <laughs> do you guys... Did the did the Lombardi float around each boat? Is that kind of how did it? Did you guys each have it at your boat, or was there only a couple boats that had? I saw the coaches had it. Obviously, we saw Tom had it. Mm -hmm. We saw Cameron Bright then had it. We oh, saw yeah. that. So the tight ends and did uh, defense uh, DBs get it on their boat as well? No, we didn't. We didn't get oh, it. Um, no. Oh no! Oh, unbelievable! We wow! We didn't get it. Wow. Yeah, I told you, Jeez. they didn't want to risk giving it to us. <laughs> smart. Very, very smart now that I think about it. I, I think that, yeah, I think that is very smart because I wouldn't have dropped it, like I said. But, you know, Carlton Davis, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Jamel Dean, maybe. But me, not dropping that. Yeah, but you didn't have your phone, you know, because you did drop that. In that oh, oh, yeah. That potential. No. No. See, no. <laughs> You're wrong because that was at the nightclub. Oh, after <laughs> the wings, the wings were the. That's on me. Okay, yeah. you're right. Ty, what do you My have? My fingers were, were slippery. <laughs> Sean, did you notice uh, while you were playing in the game that it like it actually was a home game, or did it feel different because it was a Super Bowl? Yeah, it honestly felt it felt a lot like a home game. It didn't really it didn't really hit me that it was the Super Bowl, you know, until actually. When I first got in the stadium, you know, it, it kind of had that Super Bowl atmosphere. You see the Super Bowl stuff all across the uh, all across the stadium, and then it was kind of like, oh, this is sick, like this is sweet. Um, and then as the game started to play, I, I didn't really realize that it was the Super Bowl, you know, until we won and the confetti came down. That's when it kind of really hit me um, that that was that that was one of that. Yeah, it, it, it'll never. I don't know. It's amazing it's gone this long. And a team hasn't had a home Super Bowl. You know, like that is, yeah. it is almost all the pieces have to fit in perfectly there. And they were, you know, the thought of can't fire the cannons, can't do this, can't do this because it's a, a thing. And then you saw where most of the tickets were given out to the Florida area. You're like, well, I mean, yeah, maybe can the cannons might not have, but I believe these nurses yeah. are rather large Buccaneer fans at this particular time. The team yeah. is there. It was, <laughs> you know, quite an advantage, some would say. So maybe there'll be an asterisk there. And that's yeah, uh, probably. I mean, maybe, but. But the, hey, the Astros can't take back the boat party. No, <laughs> can't no. take back, cannot take back the dropped uh, phone after the wings <laughs> at 12, 12 a Can't do that at all. Nope, can't do that. Who'd you play? Did when Winfeld did the uh, the piece to Tyree Kill? How pumped were you guys that he remembered that from earlier, or was that something that you knew he would remember? I I had no idea that he was going to do that. Um, but when he did it, I was I was hyped. I'm like, yeah, like I even threw it up for a split second. <laughs> then I, <laughs> then I saw the flag come out, and I was like, oh, like it didn't. I didn't realize that it was gonna be after the play flag. I thought that they were gonna get the ball, oh. you know, first and goal. Like so, I was like, oh man. So then I put my hands on my head like this, and then <laughs> I, I realized that it was after the after the play, so it wasn't you know anything serious. We go to the sideline. He's getting. He's really getting ripped by by some of the coaches. Like, why would you do that? Like, yeah. 
And then I'm just running behind him. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, bro, do that again. Do it again. And that's like, hey, so, that's one of those moments. Marcus Peters, you know, the fact that he didn't have to be reminded to do it, the fact that it happened very net, like in the telling of the story there. Like, I love that. I love that. Happen. Hate that the refs called it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Hate that the refs called it. Let it eat a little bit. So the guy just won the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> that play literally just won the Super Bowl at that point. It's like, get off his ass. Did you think about yelling into a camera, I'm going to Disney World just to see if you get a free trip? Oh, I should have, honestly. Next I time. I didn't think about it till I got home. I saw Gronk do it. And I said, "Oh man, I should have did that." Yeah. <laughs> Next time, I should have said, "I'm going." To, I said, "I should have said, I'm going to Universal Studios." Nobody said that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Universal Studios be like, "You didn't sign a contract with us because <laughs> you have to sign a Disney World contract." Do you still have to sign a Disney World contract? Yeah. 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 Yep. That if you win MVP, you will go to Disney World. That's the thing. Yeah. Mm. It's like, well, I ain't gonna fucking win another. <laughs> but if I do, I want to let you know. I will go. I will go. Yeah. Hey, enjoy off season, pal. I hope you get some a uh, little bit of rest, or maybe not. Just go enjoy this thing. You deserve it. Man, I gotta, I gotta take today to, to really collect myself. <laughs> find some integrity. Really find some Jesus. You know, find your phone. Do a lot of stuff. There. I need it. I need it. Man. I need it. Uh, look, at, look at the shirt. Yeah, wear it forever. Uh, Be proud of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is the 2002. Oh, <laughs> classic yeah, yeah, throwback. Yeah. Look at you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hey, congrats. Enjoy the hell out of it. We appreciate your time, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate y'all having me. Hey, we'll talk to you soon whenever you, you know, on the other side of this whole thing, when you got to work again. I got you. All right, Sean Murphy. <laughs> Bunting. Yeah. We are currently creating plans for the new office that we purchased, which was formerly a church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The ideas are flowing here because there's a never-ending amount of space to put in there. Currently, with the current setup that we have agreed upon, basically, uh, on what we need in there, we don't know how it's going to go in there, but we're going to have a, a sports book type sports bar. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a cafe in there. Okay. There's locker room. Mm -hmm. There's weight room, saunas, obviously the entire thing. Golf simulator is going to be in there. Mm -hmm. uh, full basketball court is going to be in there. Yep. Two studios. Mm-hmm. Zito wants a zip line bad. I do not believe the zip line is going to make the cut, but oh, you wouldn't even be able to use about. it. What Connor Whoa. was saying as we were going on air, that's very Come rude. Come on. Now we, now we have to get Tony. it. Now that was very rude. We got to prove Tony wrong. Oh. Well, I will say, if any of us are going to be able to, I just hopped on a scale as well. I am 260 pounds right now. Okay? Muscle. So that is not something that is going to be able to zip lineable either. I do. <laughs> So That's this thing there. might have to be the most reinforced. This ain't going to be no Home Alone zip line, okay? <laughs> this is going to have to be a very reinforced zip line if we have it. Still and I'm not sure the insurance liabilities will be worth it, but we will take it into consideration. <laughs> right before we got on the air, wear a helmet. Connor us, wants us to add a sand trap into the oh, office oh, or yeah. outside yeah. so we That's can really get good at the golf. Uh, Joining us now is a man who has competed in uh, professional golf tournaments before. Yeah. Super Bowl champion, national Champion in college football, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah. AJ, I you know how this you know how we operate. Okay, you've been around it before, you know, a few times now at this point. Every day you you kind of plug in, but you've seen us off air. We now have a fifteen thousand square foot church that is just wide open. Okay, it's just it's constructed so it's just a wide open circle area basically, uh, with 
another 15 acres around it. And now it's like, okay, now what do we do? And the ideas have gotten pretty ridiculous at this point. But I think it's going to be a nice enough office where maybe you'll even travel over from Ohio and see us. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I think the office that you're sitting in right now is is nice enough. I've been there and, and done a week uh, at your desk. But what you mentioned, uh, have putting a sand trap in there. Who's going to scoop the all the sand up that gets blasted out of that trap? Well, you Look, know, I was not alluding to putting it inside the office. There is plenty of space outside to Smothers work with. Smothers is not going to be thrilled uh, if you're no. putting fucking no. sand Smothers, traps outside of the. Smothers is going to be on cloud nine when he's going out on his you know elderly tour, and he's got the best sand game out of anybody. Oh, you think Smothers is going to be allowed on the property? The neighbors actually said. <laughs> the neighbors actually said in one of their little. Uh, community uh like blog posts or whatever he better be fencing that whole place in it was like i wasn't planning on it but i'll put a goddamn area 51 lock around that thing if we want to i mean you gotta do what you gotta do the landscaping is gonna be tough i think a lot of this might be rather expensive but we're here now might as well make it great might as well make it great aj we're talking about our golf game uh during the break i think i don't know if it was on the air in the the second hour there do you think you can go from being a terrible golfer to being a professional golfer if you just get the amount of work and reps in? No, absolutely not. Okay. Not at the age of, what, 33? I'm not a terrible golfer. I was not talking about me, okay? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Sounds like you were talking I'm about you, me. If you're a really, really good golfer at 33 and you only occasionally play, I don't think you could get on the fast track and all of a sudden become a pro what if i have a golf simulator in the office and a putt-putt course on the second floor of the office that it really takes care and if we do figure out a way to get magnetic sand yeah. that <laughs> when it leaves it comes home you also, know what i mean potentially a par three on the uh, property outside, I mean, there we go you know. i mean if, it, if i am fully engulfed in this thing i think there's a potential opportunity for me to go do some damage maybe in tahoe maybe I mean, in tahoe i uh yeah, a drug test out there who? They drug tested Tahoe? California. No, for what? What are they drug testing for? PEDs? Anything, yeah. Depending upon what makes yeah. me my best golfer. <laughs> no, I think you're you're in the clear. I, I think people have won the tournament with multiple substances in their bodies. Oh. oh By the way, the sub- I don't know if people are doing cocaine to help them focus no, no. in or whatever. Which, but I no. do believe if I was to go out to Tahoe, you do have to win that in a certain fashion. Yeah. When the boats are tossing beer bongs at you. Mm-hmm. At Tahoe, that's a part of the game. If AJ is going to spear somebody in front of you while you're trying to putt, that's a part of the game. Yep. Like I do believe I will if I ever get a chance to go there and play well, especially with the the sim and the putt putt course and the par three and everything around us every day. I will not just be so focused on golf that I miss out on the Tahoe part of the golf tournament. It's kind of dangerous thinking. I can't believe that church that you're going to move into, fifteen thousand square feet. You say there's fifteen acres that is yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How dangerous is that, that somebody like you with massive amounts of money and very creative and all of your buddies to just brainstorm ideas like, hey, here we go. Like, it's it's more than Fantasy Factory what Rob Deerdeck did. Like, because there's so many, there's endless opportunities for you. I can't wait to see, like, the hodgepodge of randomness that is just in there. It's funny you say that because I think Smothers did know, you know, like, <laughs> mm. Smothers. But none of the things will be happening out. Not much will be happening outside, wow. I believe. Snowmobiles are pretty cool in the winter. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And it's pretty flat surface, too. We can probably yeah. get those things going. Oh, oh, yeah. could, you imagine if we're, could you imagine if we're right outside Smothers with a snowmobile? <laughs> he would be so mad. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that. I have, made, 
I have made a deal with the town that we are in that we will not be assholes outside oh, of you know that. You can build that hockey rink for little Phil right in the yeah. side yard. Uh, well, we could definitely put that oh. on a parking lot out there yeah. for sure. We yeah. should have a deck hockey, street hockey parking lot. For oh, sure. that's smart. Yeah, see, these- put a go kart track. Hey, build yeah. a go kart track out, like winding through the whole place outside. Yes. Yeah, Indiana loves racing. Hey, that's it, right. It's Come on, racing capital of the world. You're mad at us? You're mad at us? Well, you don't like the 500? Well, we got Ed Carpenter coming through here to race his yeah. go kart tomorrow. How about that, yeah. he might cancel, but he's coming in tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, we can do all that. It's it's interesting. I'm writing a kids book too. Have you heard about this? I'm writing a kids book now. Is this the penguin thing? Yeah, he's going to get to the top, but it's going to take a lot of hard work <laughs> and a lot of focus, and there's going to be a lot of distractions potentially. But that little penguin is going to fly because he's going to have perseverance. He's gonna like he's gonna take off and fly in the book. Now, well, penguins can't fly, but he will jump and he'll do that stomach thing. Oh yeah, you know yeah. He, he, they kind of do uh, the skeleton, right? Is that what that's called? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, penguins are maybe some of the best skeletons. Um, otters are great at the luge. Yep. they're laying on their backs, yep. a lot of back laying. But the penguins do the the skeleton Olympic games, and that's how you tie it back to sports. I mean, a, a lot of people, a lot of athletes have written. Children's book. I know uh, Donald Driver has a few of them. Maybe you could call him and, and, and you know bang some ideas off each other. I bet he has the same kind of ideas that you do. I, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I, I don't know. Donald. Do you know Donald Driver? Do you know him well? Yeah, I know Donald well. I, I was being facetious. No, I, I doubt he has many <laughs> similar ideas to you. You, you've had a lot of kids, though. So you've been through a lot of kids' books. What are Like, for instance, I was read, um, We Need More Purple People, I think, by um, oh, uh, Dax, uh, yeah. Dax's wife. Kristen Bell, Kristen yeah, Bell I guess, wrote that. That was the newest book in Uncle Phil's uh, or in CFO Phil's house. So that's what they were reading to. I guess a lot of people write these kids' books just as an easy cash-in, mm-hmm. from what I've been told. Well, I mean, if you went in any of my kids' rooms, they have at least 50 books in there. And it's not fake bookcases like this. They have legit, they have tons of different books. There's a million of them. Yeah. And if you can, if you could create a series, that's where you can make the money, man, because there's these series of books. My kids need 15 of them and they actually read them. A series. Oh, wait till you see the entire Penguin uh-huh. hockey team they create yes. because <laughs> the Penguins are the best team of all time. Oh, oh. look at me. Berenstein Bears, man. You're going to be the, new, the next Berenstein Bears. Should I name it after CFO Phil's kid or not? You think that's a lot of pressure on the kid? No, nah, he'll, he'll probably try to come back and get some money from you later when, oh. it, when it blows up, so I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you're right. And CFO Phil knows the yeah. – Yeah, true. Yeah. He would know the exact amount we would make off of it, so true. he would know exactly how much to sue us for. Maybe open a second company, doesn't it? That he doesn't shell, know about? Shell company. Hey, sorry about it, Phil. <laughs> We're going to take your kid's story and – we're going to sell it under a company that you know nothing about because <laughs> when you inevitably sue us for it, we don't need you knowing how much we made off of it. You'll get a free one side, though. Hey, have you, um, have you heard about this Russell Wilson? He will. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson, by the way. Russell Wilson, this thing is getting interesting. Now, we have been told by every general manager or person that's high up in the NFL that we've ever spoken to that everything you hear right now from insiders is all potentially a chess or poker play by somebody. It could all be 
absolute bullshit. Like that is the actual, what you read there could legitimately be completely fraudulent. For instance, what has happened with the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? Philadelphia Eagles were getting all these massive offers a couple weeks ago. Colts and Bears, somebody's going to get it within the next day or two. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, the Bears come out, somebody comes out from the Bears and we have not made an offer at all. And then all of a sudden the Eagles are like, well, no fair offers are being made or whatever. It's like, well, you guys are giving all these releases, so somebody has to be lying and that somebody is the same person it feels like and who would be sending these messages out who benefits most from it oh the philadelphia eagles now russell wilson's team releases that they're not thrilled with the way the football team seahawks are handling russell wilson's situation then russell goes on dan patrick's show a show that we all very much like he has an entire conversation about it he's not happy about this he'd like to be a part of decisions he uh he's not sure if he's available or not that's a seahawks question it was like a quick one too and then now it's coming out from sources by the way all of this could be bullshit the seahawks management now not happy with russell wilson neither is the offensive line if i had to guess who he's probably gonna go back in there this is all something that has just been created on the internet and on the dan patrick show is kind of expedited the growth of this whole thing but is there a real chance russell wilson isn't a seahawk at the end of the day because if he's not there that team stinks all of a sudden yep. yeah. it does seem like it's becoming a possibility now i know he was quoted in, i believe from a gq article was that when do you know when this happened modern lovers you're talking about mm-hmm. him and sierra are on the cover of gq they are uh titled the modern lovers okay what he yeah. said in that he's quoted as saying like Oh, this he, he mentioned first attempt, and people are trying to say, oh, is he saying like the Seahawks were my first attempt, and now I need to move on to my, my next attempt and try to, to go win a championship or whatever? It's So people would just try to dissect every single thing people say, but this is the first time. we I said yesterday, it's the first time I feel like Russell's really come out like uh, upset about things and frustrated. Yeah, because normally go Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you go Hawks. Go mm-hmm. Hawks. And He's not – He's not denying anything, is he? Like, he Mm -hmm. hasn't come out and said, like, oh, no, I'm taking out of context or whatever. It felt like he was pretty prepared, right? It it felt like it was a coordinated effort by Team 3 and 3 about what was going on with the Seahawks team that has three at the quarterback. You know what I mean? So he, he also came out and said, obviously, I want to be involved at the end of the day. It's your legacy, your team's legacy. It helps me be involved more. That dialogue should happen more often, he says, when he's talking about players with the, the front office and roster control. So it's like, okay, that's not what his team was stating. Okay, his team was talking about how much they protect him and everything. So they take a direct shot at the offensive line. Then Russ comes in. He's like, I think I should have a little bit more say with the front. It feels like it was kind of a calculated, which is potentially why, and we don't know if it's true or not at all, by the way. We do, we do not know if it's true. Potentially why Seahawks management isn't happy because mm-hmm. they're getting attacked in all fronts right now by Team 3, which is also the team that they invested the most in when they let other players go because they couldn't pay. Now, salary cap manipulation, people are good at it, people are not good at it. I'm not judging that whole thing. But that team went the Russell Wilson route instead of the route of everybody else whenever they were very good. Now that's potentially going to backfire. What would they do in return? Deshaun Watson does a swap to Sean Russell Wilson go down there with Easterby or does he go down to Miami like what do you think how does that whole there's no way they move right now the poll what team Russell Wilson will play for in 2021 70 percent of the 120,000 votes says Seahawks 14 percent says other 10 percent Cowboys 6 percent Raiders at the beginning of the show I questioned why the Raiders and Cowboys were the two teams that were on here sportsbooks have them as the highest odds so (laughs) 
uh, Vegas thinks if Russell Wilson's going anywhere, it's those two teams. It's like, okay, so what's that mean for Dak? Is Dak going to be a free agent? If he's going to be a free agent, welcome to the Colts, Here Dak Prescott. Good boy, Dak. We got big cap space. Need a quarterback? That would be. I'm intrigued to kind of see how this whole thing plays out, AJ. Well, I would imagine you would throw the Colts in there. Hey, why not take a run at, at Russell Wilson if you want to bring him in? But oh. hey, you mentioned, like, is this calculated move from Russ? Maybe. When you have a team that's putting out messages for you and you know, like, everything that we have seen Russ put out on social media or whatever, yeah, I would say every single thing he does is calculated, planned. Like, I don't think he does a whole lot of off-the-cuff things that are out there Whoa. for people. Huge to shot. What? Oh, love it. I think it's genuine. I think everything he's doing is just genuine. Is, I'm saying it is genuine. I'm not saying it's not genuine. I'm saying he goes in. He's he's prepared always. He doesn't want to be caught off guard. It kind of like, kind of sound like you said that he dripped with insincerity. Yeah. It's no, fake. Not at all. That's not mm. being prepared is not does not mean you're insincere. It just means he's prepared for what's ahead and he knows what, what he wants to say. <laughs> Drips with insincerity. <laughs> Who would say that? If someone said that and they were serious, would you want to hang out with them? Yes, yes. Uh, Rob yes. Van Dam. And it was uh, Rob Van Dam. He said it. It was. It's a video that we watch in the office maybe every third week. It yeah. kind of makes it around here. And it's just uh, – uh, Mansuri just found a quote from the GQ article. In the second full week of January – by the way, this comes from GQ – a magazine that AJ and I have turned down uh, the cover for. Many times. That's right. Many a time, many a time. In the second full week of January, the Seahawks lose unexpectedly to the Los Angeles Rams in the first round of the NFL playoffs. In a couple of days later, Wilson and I speak again. On the computer screen, he looks a, a little bleary. <laughs> All right, what the fuck does that word mean? We'll find out as we go forward. Context clues. Shout out to all my conversations with Andrew Luck, teaching me to be a little vulnerable, big muscles, weary sadness. Oh. It's unfortunate, he says, rubbing the top of his head. We had a great year, did a lot of good things, broke some cool records and stuff like that. But the whole point of doing it all is to win it all. So, you know, if you're second, you're last. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ricky Bobby, what do you do, I wonder, when a life built around perfection and winning doesn't yield perfection, doesn't yield a win? You have to be able to accept the challenges and the tough times, too, because it really catapults you to the best version of you, Wilson says. And I really fundamentally believe that. I think that any great artist or painter or inventor or leader or creator or anybody, it's not usually the first attempt. That that was not that article was not written for me to read. By the way, I just realized while reading it that that one was not supposed to be for me. Ain't that right, AJ? Is that what we all learned there? I think I don't. Who was it for though? Like who? That is, it is weird how the, how the writer describes what Russ looks like on like the Zoom meeting she had with him or he had. Like, do, who wrote this? Bleary, big muscles, scratching his head. <laughs> what the fuck does bleary mean? Does that mean just like kind of gloomy? Yeah, yeah. there it is. I mean, you that, got it. Connor, you don't. She nailed it. <laughs> Connor, you, you nailed it. You, you have no idea what bleary means. Uh, unfocused or filmy from sleep or tiredness. There you go. Oh, yeah, he just got done getting his ass beat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He was gloomy. That's something that's going to happen. The guy is a little bit gloomy in there. Great art. Listen, talented writing there. Okay, that is very talented. I mean, really? What's your problem? Ty, Ty did get accepted to Harvard. No, just, so this article is potentially written for a human like mm-hmm. Ty Schmidt. What are you saying? Ty? No, I just feel like, I mean, if you're trying to get a bunch of people to read that, I don't think that was that digestible. to because like, G- GQ, though, they, they don't yeah. care about well, you. Or big muscles. Were, were people really taking that as like, oh, Russ is, is wants out of town? I didn't get that at all. Well, go back. Can we get that uh, quote back up there, please? Because once you start rattling through 
all these different, you know, professions that he was talking about in the creative field. What what was he talking about as their second attempt? Great, uh, a great artist. Okay, is that a musician? So normally the second attempt can be good, but also first attempt, not bad. Like for instance, Drake, his first attempt, much better than it is now. Just like the weekend too. First yeah. attempt, much better than it is That's now. Right. Ain't that right, Mitt? Ain't that right, Mitt? Some of these artists, their first attempt, they lose their fastball, don't know how to pitch anymore. Ain't that right, Mitt? Mitt doesn't even know. Big Mitt. By the way, I don't mean that about Drake or the weekend. I'm simply trying to rattle our young scatterbrained friend, Mitt, who loves Drake and the weekend. Uh, he goes to, or Painter. So, like their second, not usually their first attempt, they're not that good at it. Inventor, leader, creator, anybody. It's not usually their first attempt. What, what is he referring to? Like their second piece of work? Or, and how would that go? towards Russell Wilson. How, how would that be? I don't understand what that means. Is he saying like, oh, I got to go to a new team and do a new football? Or is he talking about the team that they once had, they don't have anymore. Now it's another, you know what I mean? Like, I don't fully, I don't fully understand how people are correlating this with him wanting to leave with this, this quote here. I'm not saying anything about team three statements, but I'm saying that particular quote, I don't know how he's saying I want the fuck out of here, but also I didn't fully understand a majority of the words I read on that page. I might be turning the corner on Russell Wilson. I'll tell you what, he's not acting like some freaking corporate shill stooge robot anymore. He's actually saying how he feels. He's, and he knows how much power he commands here. Good for him. I hope he fucking gets whatever he wants. What were you saying? Are you saying he drip with insincerity? Well, yeah. I mean, constantly. But hey, he's, you know, maybe we're not going to get the Go Hawks anymore. Maybe he's going to start, you know. Oh, whoa. We did not see Go whoa. Hawks at the end of that. Oh, oh, of saying, did the end of that article have Go Hawks? Wow. I don't think oh, no. I mean, that's See the first later, time that's Seattle. ever happened. Oh, no, He's dude. Done. Hey, more importantly, what about on Dan Patrick? Did he end it with Go Hawks? No. Oh, no. Great question. Oh, I thought he said Go Yankees. Did. Yeah. Did he say Go Yankees? I thought so. They're, they're spring trains right around the corner. Yeah, that's right. Tight. Maybe okay. that's what he was talking about, by the way. Not your first attempt, like professional athletics. Like uh, football was first. My second attempt at professional athletics will go even better. That'll be whenever I decide to play for the goddamn Yankees. Uh oh. Come on down, Russ. Hey, if you want to hang it up on the football field, come on down. You know, see you in double A, man. Double A? Yeah. No, Russell Wilson going straight to the big leagues, pal. Maybe. I hope so. Hey. I'll tell you what, Seahawks can stink for a long time if he's not there anymore. Yeah, Seahawks will stink. And so the Houston Texans, by the way, will stink for a long time. I mean, I don't know how any of these guys get traded, but I hope it happens because it's good for us. Gives us shit to talk about. Ain't that right, AJ? That is that is correct. I don't. Would they do a swap, Russ, for uh, Deshaun? I don't know if Houston would be a place that uh, Russell Wilson would go. Big city, I guess. What he about – uh, Can he turn him down? Does he have a no of- trade clause or whatever? I would assume that he could. I mean, he's allegedly his team right now is his team three, the chef and the body guru yeah. and everybody. They're already making. I assume Russell Wilson will be able to say, "I ain't doing it" if he wants to. So he he's got so many hosting opportunities. I mean, he doesn't need to play. He can sit out just like Deion Sanders did. Yeah, but whenever he was trading, and not not going to go there. He could just sit out. Can you imagine him and? Easterby hosting the ESPYs, how yeah. fucking sick that would be. More clips have come out of Easterby. Do we have mm. the oh, newest clip that we have found? It it might have been the original. You know, comedians, okay, I got a chance to see this. Um, Todd McComas, 
owned a uh, comedy club here in town. Tom McComas uh, used to work here. Now he's doing his own thing. Good guy, father of Bill McComas. Mm -hmm. I got a chance to watch comedians in this comedy club. I, I started going in on a pretty regular basis because it was something to do in Indiana. I like live shows. I like seeing humans perform their thing. But watching like comedians like craft their set, you know what I mean, and jokes and stories, and then kind of work through them through the weeks go, and then till they finally get it. Video has surfaced of Jack Easterby's one of his earlier walk on water bits and he had hair in this thing still Ooh. he was still early in the game a little bit but he he mentioned crip walking mm -hmm. on the water mm -hmm. and i wonder at what point do you think like was he in the middle of that thing and he was like oh these are gangbangers oh jesus oh, yeah, yeah. jesus crip walking like and then he moved to the one fish two fish mm -hmm. red fish blue fish thing the video every video that comes out of jack easterby spreading the word of the lord it only gets worse we don't have it yeah we're trying to find it i was trying to stretch uh, as long as i possibly mm -hmm. could there. it was just, it was just sent into the group too. it was just sent into the group uh, hey so he's really does he really see walk in his yeah yeah his, whatever you have yeah i believe it's a chaplain oh. walk is what he's talking about but he says crip walk he has <laughs> he has hair. his hair Jeez. he still has like bezos right he hung on the cross he fed five thousand. right he i'm just trying to feed me and my family you know what i'm saying he walked <laughs> on water y'all think jesus like crip walked on water like he got out there he was just like hey how do y'all do <laughs> okay you can his name is Jesus. I think he said, okay, you can laugh there, too. Uh, I, yeah, I was excited. Jesus. He kept the laugh move in there, but this guy has completely derailed an entire organization. And I wonder how many times he had to craft that walk on water thing that whenever he finally got in front of Cal McNair, he was like, home run, dude. You is, know what there, I mean? is there any point here where, like, the NFL would come in and essentially, like, take Easterby out back and do him in like if we if all this stuff is true and we continue to see what's happening is there any chance of that happening imagine imagine like the super religious Christians attacking the NFL for running Chaplain Easterby out of their building or whatever that would be it, it'll be a firestorm either way here this is Jack Easterby is a problem mm -hmm. now It'll either be a problem that ends up working out somehow. Okay, Cal McNair and Jack Easterby uh, go and make themselves co-presidents of the operation since the, the last president for 20-plus years resigns or whatever. But what if they build a team down there? You know, what if they get a team down there that buys in and they end up doing good? That is possible. Now, on the complete flip side, they could be the new Jaguars too. And, yeah. you know, the Jaguars seem to be turning the page. Schlegel sent me one of the greatest, most hilarious text messages I've ever <laughs> received in my entire life. I've never talked to that man. He needs to be in my life more, I think. But the Jaguars seem to be going. Are the Texans the next one going down this way? And their fan base does not deserve that if that's the case. Hey, who's, their, who's their head coach again? Uh, coach Dave. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Mr. Dave Sully. Cully. Cully. Coley, right? That's what's weird. So this guy comes in though with the like he may be a great coach, but you got you sure had a lot to overcome from the jump. Like how do you? I don't know. I just don't know how it ends. Could you keep Jack Easterby there? Say if Cal McNair's a K man, it's just getting too hot in here. Yeah, you can still be the team chaplain, still keep your money, but you don't have anything to do with football. But what about eternity? You know, <laughs> you know, what about? What about when you die, Cal McNair? This is what Easterby is going to come back. Yeah. Cal McNair is like, hey, listen, every single associate of mine that I've had for 20 years now is telling me you're a problem. All right? 
So I'm thinking we maybe have to separate for a little bit. Now, this might work out. Hey, this might work out. Every good player wanting to get out of there, getting in a, a whole new team, it might work out. But Cal McNair and Jack Easterby having to have a conversation of, hey, people seem to think you're bad for this franchise. Like, you're a toxic. And then Jack Easterby immediately goes right to his right hook, right? Which yep. is, Jesus is watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, cut, you fire me. How the fiery pits of hell going to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that might be where it's at right now with how much control that guy's got. Pretty powerful. I mean, it's pretty The Jesus? Crazy. Oh, fucking, he fed 5,000 people. Come yeah. on. Just trying to feed my family. family. <laughs> I just want to see, I like, I, I want to see what used to be like when he gets to a, a venue and he says, like, okay. Am I going to sea walk with this crowd or with the one fish, two fish? Like, which one in that segment, what's going to be my best move here? Yeah, well, you should see when he, when he starts talking about Noah. He fucking gets oh. in. He's the drunk. He starts doing the weekend at Bernie. <laughs> you saw Tom Brady coming off that boat. That was kind of like the weekend at Bernie. That was a Noah was like, okay? <laughs> Maybe that's what we get into after the kids' book. We go straight to Chaplin. Okay, there you go. Consulting Chaplin. Who are you going to get? Then run the franchise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Easterby's about to be. By the way, Jim Irsay ain't gonna play that shit. I go in there. Oh, I heard, brother, this is not what Paul McCartney said. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe go down to Houston. I hear they like that type of stuff. So sorry to interrupt. I want to let you know that we have recently been introduced into the cigar smoking community. Yeah, AJ smokes about 400 cigars a day on the show. Literally. Mm-hmm. Okay, in which an in, hour. Which in turn has led to Diggs becoming a uh, cigar smoker. Mm-hmm. You say yep. you will. I'll dabble, yep. But so this cigar smoking community is one that is, you know, I think they're founded on, on a few things. Okay. There's a few pillars of the cigar community. I think that's probably accurate. You want to unwind and relax and take some time away, cigar in the back. Yes, please. You want to keep your energy, keep your attention to something while you're doing it, cigar while you're smoking it. Mm-hmm. You want to have a little bit of a community feel. You go out, smoke a cigar with some friends. Yeah. Maybe on a Zoom call, you cigar Zoom. Maybe mm-hmm. you go out into a restaurant that's open out in public and you and you smoke cigars amongst, uh, amongst the boys. Sure. Why not? The cigar community is one that I've grown a lot of respect for after witnessing it every single day through the eyes of our bird, AJ Hawk. Absolutely. Always nice being around a cigar aficionado, too. They got, you know, tips and, and, and tricks for you. It's great. And it turns out a place where AJ spends a lot of his money mm-hmm. for his cigars yeah. is now an official sponsor of the show. Yes. Shout out to Thompson Cigar. Whether you're working from home or just kicking back after a week of being essential, you know? Yeah, I hear you. There's no better way to relax than with a premium cigar. And Thompson Cigar Company has the deals and selection to keep you occupied for hours on end. Almost said occupied. Well, yeah, same deal. You could occupy a happy headspace mm-hmm. with your friends at Thompson Cigar to get away a little bit. Now we're talking. They've got the best prices on the biggest brands in the business from Macanudo to Monte Cristo. Okay, perfect. They have the largest selection of samplers online with the option to build your own every day in Thompson's five-pack fever program, including over 300 different five-pack options to mix and match. Looking to try new, rare, top-rated blends but don't want to splurge on the boxes? Check out Thompson's Cigar Tour, a smattering of five different blends delivered to your doorstep each month. Tone was talking about that. He said it's awesome. Because it's introducing Tone to the entire array of cigars that are possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
They also send out insane cigar deals via email daily with personalized email preference options so you can sign up to receive them all or just the days you feel like reading emails. Thompson Cigar Company continues to be the number one choice for premium cigars in the USA because they deliver the very best customer experience. Now we're talking. When I asked uh, AJ about this cigar company, AJ actually said, oh, I've spent thousands of dollars there. That is great news that they are a part of our operation now. Diggs, the COVID cowboy, who is also a cigar smoker, since seeing our cigar aficionado from the bird's eye view, the AJ Hawk, has also become a cigar smoker. Thompson Cigar has helped you out in this uh, journey, I assume, Diggs? It's awesome. I mean, you order them, they send them, you hang out on the back porch, you relax, you unwind, maybe have a cocktail with a nice little sampler packet. Can't beat Thompson Cigars. You didn't know much about cigars when you got into the cigar game. I did not. But Thompson Cigar has been able to show you, what are they, like thick, smooth? What are they, light? It's like having a uh, a, a wine cavassier. That's not the term. Sommelier. A sommelier. Cigar sommelier for you. Thompson Cigars. Yeah, I'm a mild cigar the guy, though. Is that because you're soft? Yes. Doesn't matter. They got them all for you. Yes. Over 300 different mix and match options there to learn about all cigars or if you already have a favorite cigar but want some similar ones a la a playlist they will be able to help you out there maybe you'll like this as well they have a variety of options of cigars ain't that right dicks that is correct pat so sit back and take a break from all the craziness with a cigar from thompson cigar company these guys rarely do offers hardly ever a lot of people have dumped a lot of money into these com- this company yeah but now Thompson is offering listeners of this show 15% off orders of $75 or 20% off orders over $99. Whoa. So you order over 75 bucks, 15%. You add an extra $24 to that thing, 20% off. Somebody will have to do the math to figure out what's your best option. I would assume it's the might as well just go ahead and get the 20% off over $100. We're already here. Let's get a couple uh, more cigars and get 20% off. To take advantage of these incredible savings, simply go to thompsoncigar.com. That's T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N-C-I-G-A-R.com and use promo code McAfee when you're ready to check out. The website is thompsoncigar.com, promo code McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E, to get a special deal. Shout out to Thompson Cigar. Welcome to the family. I I feel like a lot of people have gotten into cigars or we're getting to the age where cigars happen. Wine happens. Cigar happens. I feel like a lot of us are at that age. Thompson Cigar is here to help you out. I love them. I really do. Thompsoncigar.com, promo code McAfee. By the way, The Sinner, uh, season three. Mm-hmm. Six good episodes. The last two stink. Oh, oh. No. People probably really enjoyed them. For me, though, I was like, that wouldn't happen. And I just kind of tuned out. Uh, first one's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I, mean? I kind of tuned out. That would not happen. That would not happen. How can I take this person serious if they're allowing this to happen to them? Can't take them serious anymore. That's a fucking idiot. I cannot. That cannot be the authority. That is a stupid person in the story. I'm out. But shout out to the center. I watched the entire season three. Yeah. Wow. Entire thing. So you would not recommend it? No, I would. Really? Because I would assume I am being a harsh critic on it because as soon as I saw something that seemed like, nah, that's that's not real, I turned But I've realized that I don't view things the same as a lot of people. In what way not real is like... Because season one, there's like some weird stuff that happens towards the yep. end. Like, yep. 
Yeah, some, yeah, that's the... Yeah, some weird shit starts popping off. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why is this happening? Didn't have to happen. They Did- like that. First episode. I agree. I agree with you as well, though. Damn good. Yeah, it's good. You're, it's six, six, seven, six and a half episodes good. That's good. That stinks. Whoa. <laughs> I'm all about the ending. If the ending stinks, I'm out. Well, uh, to be honest, I have not watched the entirety of it. I have not seen... <laughs> I have not seen the entire. I watched the, you know, yeah. episode seven, the bulk, mm-hmm. then the beginning of episode eight, which I believe is the final part eight or whatever. And uh, it continued with what was going on at the end of episode seven. I'm like, well, it's a fucking over for me. And I fell asleep. So I don't know how it ends, actually. I'm not 100% sure. But there becomes a 35 to 45 minute seg- section where you go, okay. Okay. Too much. Can't do it. Won't do it. Can't support it. Won't support it. But I, they did get my view because I fell asleep with it on, which has become a problem. I don't know how you bingers know where the fuck you were when you fall asleep because yeah. then you got to go back like six episodes and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm here mm-hmm. maybe. And then you start watching like, oh, I've seen this. I got to go two episodes later. It's a it's a real problem getting into this binging game. I, I have never been in the game. I'm getting into it because of the quarantine and everything like that and football being done. It's just not something I'm good at, I don't think, AJ. I think, I, I think the show is pretty good. You might, I mean... Yeah, I I did finish the show too. I, I'm. It's tough to say you don't like the last two episodes when you haven't seen the last episode and the conclusion. I have. I get it. I, though. Hey, I would agree. I don't have this. I, not for the same reasons, but I became less interested in the last couple episodes. Damn. Big I don't know why. Not for the exact reasons you are. You say. I guess I don't. I don't look into. I don't think about shows that much like you do when I'm watching them. But That's, yeah, it does make sense. I was. I was a little bit. Eye. I don't know. I wasn't expecting anything Steve. different. I don't know what I was expecting. I just was, I was dialed in the first like four or five and then I kind of trailed off. I, well, the reason why is as soon as you, the person you're supposed to hold in high regards, right? Becomes a fucking idiot. It's oh like, no. Are you okay. kidding? All right. I'm not. The, the, right, so nobody's, I don't like anybody in this thing. Son of a bitch. <laughs> There's literally no baby faces here. Okay. Everybody is bad and stupid. Oh, All right. I'm out of here. I like a show full of heels. Hold on. Yeah. But it, it, this show is built upon baby face heel yeah i mean yeah. that is that entire thing and then all of a sudden at one point it's just like this guy's a fucking stooge all right i'm out mm-hmm. i'll watch the episode or season four if they have it though okay i'll give it a go again because those first five episodes are what un- about one and two yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> yeah maybe I, I mean i guess and it looks like the star of that show i don't know how much longer he's gonna last unless that's just really good acting he he seems to be in a bit of bad shape at this point bill pullman yeah he's dad and casper oh yeah Let's go to Cameron in Montana. Cameron, what's going on with that rodeo power? Are we getting digs on a horse or not over there? Yeah. Oh, Hell yeah, we got a tournament set up for him if he's down. Oh. Okay. Uh, and what would he digs? Don't can't Come just turn on, it Tony. down. Can't just turn it down that quick. What does the winner get and what would he be doing? What's course so, record? The winner actually gets a belt buckle. Oh digs you no, you need one. a belt buckle. You need the Already you, got one. Yeah, you haven't earned one. Yeah. Okay, you could earn a Why would you have to earn it when you could buy one, dude? That's yeah, true. I don't know why you read a book whenever the movie's Correct. available. But what, what do you want to, Cameron, what would he be doing? He'd be racing around the barrel? He'd be barrel racing out there? No, so he'd be doing flags. Um, that's the tournament we got set up for him. Flags? So that's shotgun like. Shotgun flags. Why are we doing flags? Put the pads on, pal. Okay. <laughs> Fair. What are you even talking about? Ain't playing flag football, <laughs> dude. Let's go goal line. Put the pads on. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> All right, Cameron. Appreciate you, man. Roasted. 
just you <laughs> you being such a meathead to that guy you know who put together this rodeo over there we don't even know what flags are i would assume no. it's potentially like the uh like a floor dance routine in the gymnastics when the summer olympics comes around and you know oh, like there's like oh, that, yeah. that, yeah. i had uh, to get in there early today before these mutts just started going oh <laughs> yeah that's smart you had you did have to cut it off there move. also can't be doing that without a cash prize I mean, there's got to be some sort of cash oh, prize. Attached. You have no respect for the belt buckle in the country world. Are you kidding me right, You're right. now? I don't. You know, I mean, if Diggs is you know a city guy and you want him to come in and do this <laughs> exactly. and there's no cash prize, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> is he going to, you know, get his brains bashed in I've by a I've parallel parked my entire life, okay? <laughs> oh, you think you can ride a horse? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I mean, I am a city kid. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. The, um, the thought of that. Us being a part of that rodeo, though, is something I do. I will continue to kind of push if we can make that happen. And I think they need sponsorship, so they are hoping we're a part of that as well, I would assume. AJ, will you get on a horse? Can we get Jordy on a horse out there? Oh. Yeah, Jordy does. Like Jordy will compete. I've watched him ride horses full go, you know, trying to to throw the old old rope around his legs. Listen, and I would never say that Jordy is a sellout at all, no. but just for the sake of content, is there any way we can dress his ass up like a NASCAR racer oh. and have him on in that rodeo with those flags or whatever while he's just wearing Pat McAfee's show, hammered down, hockey talk, McAfee and Hawk sports talk gear, maybe even on his cowboy hat, a sign that's right up in the... Can we do that, you think, with Jordy? Would Jordy be okay with that or probably not, I'd assume? All right, so Jordy does watch the show from time to time. I would imagine I might we might... Both of us might get a text how excited he may be. And I don't think he'd look at that as selling out. He would look at that as like a great opportunity where he'd go show off some of his skills. Hey, and Jordy, by the way, it'd be a little scratch of the itch. I got to compete a little bit. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey put, the, put the softball bat down for a second and grab some reins, pal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We need you to go win a, a Montanimal rodeo. Oh, I still don't know what it is, though. So. You know, like the flag thing? Like, what is no, it? Yeah. No, yeah. Jordy no does, idea. though. So we're fine. Look it up, Z. Google it, it, Z. Look it up. Hey, so Jordy, Jordy texts you on a regular basis out of Kansas. Is that something that happens? Yeah, his phone works uh, out of Kansas. Smart. Your huh. guy Schlegel, I alluded to it earlier, texted me out of nowhere. It was awesome. It hey, was. What, he so I was gonna I was gonna give you a heads up, but he texted me a couple of days ago and asked for your number. So he saw some clip of you, something about you working out. He's like, okay, what's Pat's number? I gotta. I wanted to send him something, and then I was like, all right, here you go, man. No problem. I wasn't gonna. I didn't want to. Let you know because I know how awesome Schlegs is and figured it'd be pretty entertaining. He, but is he always like that? I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read this. By He's the way, always that guy. Schlegs is never not what you're probably about to read and what you see. That's him. He is the most genuine dude there is. First of all, he he announces himself coming into the text message early, so which was very nice. You know, announces early. He goes, if if I'm looking for kickers to be a savage like you, can I train them like a dude or what? He says, okay, great question. This is as soon as I woke up. He sent that early this morning. I woke up and this is what I saw, and I go, well. That's the question I have for you. So Schlegel was the first person I spoke to today. Okay, the first person <laughs> I spoke to today was Schlegel because my wife gets up earlier than me. She heads out to the, the kitchen that has a full routine or whatever. The first person, I looked at my phone, it's this number, and I look at it and I go, well, that's my big question for you. Are savages born or are they created, coach? Okay, so this is, this is something. He has the most strength coach answer of all time. It is in all of us. Sometime you have to use forceful adaptation and extrapolate the savage from within. 
<laughs> and I said, this is maybe the best text exchange I've ever had. Thank you for this. No doubt. That's what I'm here for. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see how Schley, he's probably, he's probably putting together the Jacksonville Jaguars offseason conditioning plan right now. And he's probably doing it specific to position groups. And although he was texting me in a joking manner, I'd assume, I think there was a little bit in there that was like, uh, what, what's the best way to go about this if I'm working out the kickers and punters in the NFL? Because by the way, working out college kids and working out NFL players, two very different things. Schlegel seems to be hilarious enough and I'd assume smart enough to figure that out, especially been there, done that. But I am excited to see how he does in this entire venture. I think he was a lot more serious than you think in that text when he was asking about how he can train punters and kickers. Like That's something I think he he's always trying to figure out how to get through to guys and how to connect and coach each guy differently. So he's, yeah, I think he's very serious. AJ. What? My answer would be situations are situations. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, you got to figure out what you got there, okay? Mm-hmm. You got J.K. Scott's doing Pilates, mm-hmm. all right? Yeah. But he hits some big balls every once in a while. I would assume if you say, hey, go ahead and put that bar in your back, that might not be the best way to go ahead and have the best punter you have. But then if you see, like, Mason Crosby, okay, and you're like, Mason, what's going on? It's like, all right, go ahead and power clean that goddamn thing, Mason. Mason's like, you got it. Mm-hmm. I'm 50 years old getting pitches in the backfield from my punter. Yeah. Go ahead and taking <laughs> this thing. You know, I think there's there's different ways. And I assume Schlage will be able to connect. But if you're trying to become a kicker, punter, stronger leg person, have it. Explosive exercises is where you need to be. You know, you need to be doing the jumps. You need to be doing the cleans. But there are some people that think all of that is absolutely terrible for you because you're not being as flexible and everything. So Schlegs is going to have to balance that out with who he's got down there. What do you got, Dix? I have an answer on the flags question if you want it. Cowboy. Covered cowboy. What do we got? You just you ride the horse. I've watched a few videos here. You ride the horse. You pick up a flag out of one bucket. You ride around a pole. Come back around. Stick the flag in another bucket. Capture the flag on the horse. Jordy Nelson will be able to kill this, I'd assume. Oh, yeah. Jordy Nelson will probably be side saddle on that thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? And come back into that. Can he throw it? Do you just have to get it there? Or do you have to ride it the entire time? He just got, from what I've watched, you ride with it the entire time. Well, he probably can't fucking throw. Yeah. He's been on hay bales their entire life. (laughs) Probably can't throw the javelin a little bit. What if Jordy gets that thing sideways? Fucking dude perfect I yeah. out of a car, wins that thing. Montanimal rodeo, we're all of a sudden oh. in there. Rodeos are a good time. Rodeos are a good time. Not as good as it seemed like the Tampa Bay Super Bowl boat party was, mm-hmm. but rodeos are a good time. Any FOMO watching that yesterday, AJ? Yeah. I mean, the fact that I didn't get to have a boat parade uh, and enjoy myself like those guys did, but also, yeah, I mean, it does. Every year when you see the – the Super Bowl parades, I'm like, man, these guys are having way more fun than I remember, like, even the last year's parade. It seems like every year they just continue to one-up each other. I think the Patriots with Gronk really set it off in the duck boats. That kind of got the, the ball rolling, I feel like, where everyone feels really comfortable now. Gronk still got his fastball, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gronk still has his fastball. Never hey, did they? do you think they gave him, like, strict instructions that nobody can get in the water? Like, do we know if anyone fell in? Funny you say that. We, we asked if the Gronk family – Okay, not we. I think Rob still has his fastball. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was awesome out there. But the Gronk family, the fact, and Chris is probably going to hear this former teammate of mine, the fact that no Gronks tackled each other off the boat, very surprising. Yeah. We we're very surprised. Is that because maturity? Like, let's not 
let's not toss anybody off any yachts, okay, today. Let's do that whole thing. Or is it because they were told manatees are down there, don't hit the manatees whenever you get in the water? What do you think? They are endangered, but from what I've seen this year, Gronk is afraid to jump off of things. Maybe if there was, like, an older guy there to show him that he could jump off the boat and not get hurt, he would have done it. Uh, I was called back to WrestleMania. Uh, I was called back to WrestleMania where uh, Gronk was the host with the most, and he jumped off of a uh, – a Platform, foot platform. Yeah, how high it was? It was like six, it was like six stories, wasn't it? Yeah, seven, eight stories up. There. Yeah, damn, it's pretty scary. Let's go to Fernando. No, it was like twenty some feet though, which is still high, by the way. Well, how high was it? Probably fifteen feet. How much? Probably ten feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's what seventy five guys down there to break his fall. Whoa, no, Jeez, he's dude. taking them out. Of course. What are you talking about? Whoa. Break, break his fall. fall. That's what, what I mean. He's landing saying? on. He's landing on top of him. It's not like he's going smack down from the top of a cage onto you know nobody. Yeah, <laughs> I did miss. I did seem to miss my <laughs> my target, but the people hit the people, which is good. The people that I hit because I was coming down at such a rate, they got into other people. Yes. But yeah, it, it, breaking fall. Yeah, right. You're trying to break bones. When you're coming yeah. down, no, he did. He have a little the, fucking. Respect. He got the belt. He did. But it was the story does go that Vince had to jump off air first to say, "Hey, it's all right. You're gonna be okay." Gronk did it though. Hey, you ain't never did it. All the power no. to him. But that video did paint him in a in a little bit of a negative light when they said Vince McMahon. You know, he's like 95 years old at this point. He's just jumping <laughs> off of there, doing whatever the hell he wants. That is that did paint him in a little bit of a negative light there. Bad. But now Gronk's Super Bowl champ okay. and 24 yeah. seven champ and doing all his things and dominating Super Bowl boat parties. So exactly. why don't you get off his ass a little bit, Gronk? Yeah, he brought a lot of Tony. happiness to you Tony. and you. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for listening to this show. There's a lot of other options for you out there. We know that. We understand that. The fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes, we are eternally grateful. Can't thank you enough. We will see you manana for a feel-good Friday. Big guest. Ain't that right, Tom? Huge guest tomorrow going into the weekend. Go ahead and play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday. We'll see you manana. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Cheers.